this is No Soul. Got the East-West Connection. Talk Elite. This is our new show. We're going to be talking all about AEW weekly. Just get into some AEW wrestling. It's a, it's a, just a whole world of wrestling right now between WWE, you know, you got ROH, NWA, and obviously AEW. There's so much to cover. We don't often get to sink our teeth into the AEW storylines like we were able to do before. Just so much going on. They just announced Collision. Yeah. So this is Talk Elite. I got Frank here with me from the West Side. How you feeling, Frank? Feeling good. Lots of AEW. Like I'm glad we're doing this because lots of news in AEW. And sometimes it's just tricky. We get caught up in our topics and like we barely talked about them doing a Wembley show. We barely talked about Forbidden Door selling out instantly. You know what I mean? Like they they have a lot going on and it's just, you know, it's a spot for us just to be able to focus on them just so that it's out there and our opinions are out there on like on the topic. And um, yeah, and it, it should be fun. Yeah. I'm excited to talk AEW with you. You and I um, have had our battles about yeah. the style, the um, I guess the, the way they present their wrestling and stuff like that. But for me, AEW now three, four years in, I guess, but three years of my fandom hardcore, I guess you could say, and it's become, sort of like a weekly ritual between you know me and my lady and whatnot it's very mm-hmm. it's near and dear to my heart because uh it's brought like us back together talking wrestling a lot and i've grown to really love these characters these wrestlers on these shows the stories you know even even good old tony khan he, he you know he's i'm warming up to him now because he really does care mm-hmm. about this product yeah, yeah he really does care about history we just announced another owen hart tournament coming up so you know, we we figured we'd kick this show off, Talk Elite, by getting into Double or Nothing because it was yeah. a huge pay-per-view event, Double or Nothing 2023, live from Las Vegas. I was there last year with this man, Frank. This year, couldn't make it happen, but you yeah. were there. I was there. Um, it's become like a tradition, you know, like I try to go. I would have gone to every Double or Nothing they had, had the pandemic not, you know, postponed a couple of them. Because I, I did have tickets for doubling up the first, the first postponement, um, double or nothing. Um, but obviously that ended up happening in Jacksonville because of the pandemic, but yeah, but I've gone to three double or nothings since day one, I've been there. So it's very cool. I like that like tradition. I do feel like maybe they'll be moving away from Vegas. Oh no. Why? Why do you say that? Just because listen, Vegas is a notoriously tough town to do numbers in. And I just think like, it's run its course. You know what I mean? Like they've had mm-hmm. three events there. Um, and like Tony's teasing pay-per-views in other locations. Cause I was at the show, I was at a dynamite um, in Inglewood at the forum in LA and uh, Tony teased, maybe this is a pay-per-view crowd, you know? And like at some point you go like, well, some of these pay-per-views have to start moving around. You know what I mean? Like the, they all out can't be in Chicago forever. Uh, Double or nothing can't be in Vegas forever, you know? So, like, I do think they're going to start hitting bigger markets um, for a couple of these. Not that Chicago's a small market, but, you know, like, just hit different markets um, that could do good pay-per-view numbers. So, like, I do get the sense Tony was very noncommittal about where they were going to be doing any of their pay-per-views after Mm. this. So, it it makes me – it leads me to believe that maybe – you know, they'll be moving out of Vegas. But, like, I'm hoping it's in Inglewood in the forum. It's easier for me to get to because I hate Vegas – I go down there. Everybody knows me. Knows I drive to Vegas for the show. Drive back when it's done. I don't stick around because it's not yeah. my town. But you are uh, a uh, you're a rare breed. 
Yeah, because yeah. you know this, we we plan a whole vacation around this last year because we yeah, do, yeah. we we love Vegas for the most part. But I also think like double or nothing, the whole you know the chips throwing the, the chips yeah, in, nah, it's the gimmick. Sure. You know, can I can I imagine double or nothing? I mean, Atlantic City. I don't know where are you gonna put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I I heard people suggesting Atlantic City. You know, and like if you're gonna keep the um, you know, the gambling gimmick. You know, going, gimmick. And, yeah, it makes sense. But um, but yeah, I just I just got the feeling because like. We saw going in like ticket sales weren't as good as previous years, right? Um, but like a lot of factors. One was the first show ever. The last year's one that we went to, um, it was the first one since you know the pandemic that they could do, you know what I mean? So like there was like an excitement about that one, and they got a wild crowd. You were there, you were impressed by that crowd. This crowd was really good, you know, and like that's like a that's been like a frustrating thing coming out of the pay-per-view for me because like even my cousin he texted me he texted he 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 was uh messaging me on instagram at like four in the morning was like that crowd was dead as hell or whatever and i'm like nah ray ray yeah ray ray i was like no you're wrong because you know they were loud you know but like he said it didn't come across that way on television and i'm hearing a lot of that yeah see like you say that to me and i'm happy that you think that like um because i asked you that right away i was like how to come across because i was already reading online that people were like this crowd sucks and all that and like it's not the case there they had eleven thousand people there you know and like you know there's always these AEW haters or whatever that like you know new obstacles for AEW to like overcome every event you know like the standard that they set is so high that it's almost unfair you know what i mean at times you know because like they keep showing the hard cam pictures like look at the arena's empty or showing the building when like the pre-show is on and like not everybody's in their seat and they're like look at this, this is embarrassing this company but then like there's there's pictures of the crowd the crowd full except the hard cam which is normal welcome people, to wrestling right yeah, exactly. to wrestling. they're like oh the wwe shows late it's like listen there's hard camera everywhere, dude. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's hard camera everywhere. Just because there's not people taking pictures of it and posting it on the internet, it's a gotcha moment. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Me and John Boy here, part of the reason we enjoyed the show so much is because we s- snuck up and sat in the hard camera seats that were blocked off, and we had like these seats to ourselves, and we we're like in a prime position to watch the whole show centralized. You know, because all those yeah. seats were blocked off last year as well. You know what I mean? Like it's not like this new concept that people are pretending that it's like such a devastating thing that the hard camera didn't have people sitting in the seats. It's like stop it, it's nonsense. But, but that all that being said, there was a few thousand less people at this show than last year. But the crowd was still good. They were into it. It so started it was not, out a little. It was slow. not a sellout. Did it sell out or no? I don't think technically it was a sellout. No, I do okay. not think it was technically a sellout. But um, interesting. But like I don't I, know. How that but works. that also might have suffered. I mean, not suffered, but that might not have been the case because look, a lot of people were not high on this card going into yeah. it. Yeah, like the card, the way it was built, wasn't for everyone. Yeah. Um, I think you did miss out on maybe a marquee world title match one on one. Selling mm-hmm. a four way is difficult, mm-hmm. especially between four guys or three guys that are unproven main eventers, which we'll yeah. get to. But um. I don't know, man. I thought the crowd came across really well on TV. I don't know if my audio is better than some people, but yeah. you know, it sounded good. There was plenty of reactions, especially when we kicked off the show, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, this crowd was very good. I think um, the show itself. We'll, we'll talk about it as we go as we go on. But I, I mean, this presented to me like a pay per view. This presented to me like um, we still haven't established. You know, what is their WrestleMania? What is their biggest show? Some yeah. I think some people have said this is double or nothing might yeah. be. Might be, yeah. If, if that's the case, of look, if this is WrestleMania standards, I'm going to say I'm disappointed. Yeah. But 
I don't look at this as WrestleMania yeah. standards. I think double or nothing is just one of their big four right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as far as they look, they built to each one of these matches uh, for the most part. And yeah. they kind of gave you results and uh, still left you with questions, which is all you could ask for in wrestling. And um, yeah, I am excited to be doing this show. I think it'll be fun. Like I said at the top, you and I, like we differ on sometimes how they present it. I'm not AEW hater. I'm AEW um enthusiast like i love it i i want it to be its best and like every wrestling company like everything in life i think there's some yeah. things they could tighten up um certain things that i just don't vibe with we'll talk about them but i'll also tell you the things i do vibe with in a major way so let's get into the show because yeah. um this is it double or nothing 2023 so like you said live from las vegas uh this is the td bank arena is that right the uh, t-mobile arena t-mobile, t-mobile. arena yeah sorry so t-mobile arena double or nothing 2023 live from las vegas the total count ended up being i think it was just over eleven thousand, like you said not quite a sellout but just over eleven thousand. and um i guess we call this vegas even though it's like paradise nevada but we call it vegas right yeah is it paradise nevada that's the city yeah Yeah, they always say it's always labeled vegas but or uh paradise but we'll call it vegas okay um and the background with this show was built around the four pillars. Yeah. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy Jack. Obviously, we had, you know, world champion MJF and then Sammy Guevara. This is why I was talking about maybe people weren't super keen on this being the, you know, world title match. But the story going in, um, I really enjoyed the build of this. And I we will get to this match in a minute. But did this deter you at all from like obviously you're going anyway? You nah, you love yeah, I'm AD, going, yeah. I'm going, right? I'm going automatic. Like, AEW has put themselves in a spot with me where, like, and I guess a lot of fans, in fairness, because they sell tickets with nothing announced, right? Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're putting, they got themselves to that point where it's like them just being there is enough for, mo- you know, most fans. But I will say, like, MGF's reign as the champion, a little underwhelming, not match wise. I think his right. matches have been. Extreme quality, actually. I want to give him a lot of love for his matches. But just in terms of, like, the weekly show and, like, the prestige of the world title and him feeling, like, the stature of, like, a, the true, like, guy of the company maybe hasn't hit on all cylinders like like they would have liked. But that comes – that's the name of the game, right? It comes with the territory. Not everybody's going to be – you know, if you could have a champion and then the next guy who dethrones him is an even bigger star and then the guy after that's an even bigger star, then – your business will be great, right? But that's not always it's true. the case, right? So, um, you know, I do think it, it it hurts a little bit, yeah, because the build to that, this whole pay-per-view was like these guys cutting promos on each other week after week and, you know, trying to get themselves over and trying to get the crowd to choose sides, you know, and who you wanted to win this Pillars match and, like, these are the guys. And the thing about them is they are still young and, like, they are the Pillars. And we were talking about this just, like, in the ride back, like, these guys are 26, 27, 28, whatever the age is. And it's like in pro wrestling, it's not like real athletics, right? Where like, or real sports, I should say, where like you hit 29 and you're 30. It's kind of like, oh man, you really gotta, you gotta know where you're, where you're at because it's winding down for you. Where like pro wrestling, you could be, your prime could be 32 to 36. You know what I mean? So it's like, these guys still have a lot of time. So I, but I do think just them not being like household names just yet, maybe kills the the hype a little bit you know mm-hmm. but um whereas last year we had cm punk in the main event and right whether or not you think that guy moves the needle 
you know, a significant amount or not, you know, is one thing, but he is a super well-known star against Hangman, mm-hmm. who was one of their young guys at the time. Like you had at least had Punk to balance out the inexperience of Hangman, right? Or the unknown mm-hmm. nature of Hangman as like the top draw of a company long-term. Where with these guys, you have four of those guys in the same match. So I do think that hurts them, but I think it's good for them as a company, you know, yeah. and we'll get to that match when the time comes and, you know, I think it'll get it gets it's already getting a lot of praise, so I think we'll talk more of it here. Good, yeah, we'll definitely get to that match. I just wanted to know your vibe going into it, Mm -hmm. um, compared to last year because that was you know sort of Hunk's first op well his opportunity to win the title, which he did achieve that with this one. Um, there was three other guys that had their first opportunity, so it was cool. Um, but let's talk about the opening match because it was at AEW International Championship Blackjack Battle Royal. Putting that gimmick in there, the casino stuff. I appreciate it. I love it. It's old school. Orange Cassidy kind of came up with this on the fly. The previous <laughs> yeah. Dynamite. Just kind of threw it out there to Renee. And uh, just like that, bam, it's made. It was going to be Orange Cassidy defending this title against 20 other guys. So he's the 21st. Um, they presented this battle royal a little bit differently than some battle royals over the years, right? Because there was a lot of guys fighting around the ring. Outside, yeah. And about maybe we'll say twelve or fourteen in the ring to start, and then there was other guys scattered around. Yeah, Obviously, they're second stag- phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They staggered guys in, I guess you could say, so as yeah. as to not have just like an instant everyone in the ring cluttered, mm-hmm. throwing everything out. This was cool in a way to do that, but confusing to a layman to do that sure. otherwise. Because I'm trying to explain it to someone who doesn't necessarily get battle rules all that, and you got commander jumping over the top rope always <laughs> yeah, eliminated yeah. nobody's not so yeah, yeah. what'd you think about um the way they kind of started this and um some of the participants if you if you could uh get into those um so i thought you know like any battle royal there's participants that are no hopers right like commander you reference he's not winning right he's not well mo- in theory right when we see the guys in the card he's not like, but i did think there was a lot of uh a bunch of guys who were potential candidates to win, Jay White's, the Ricky Starks, the Swerve Strickland's, uh, even Keith Lee's, you know, and and I, and I want to say real quick about Keith Lee, he, uh, a big pop when he came out. Like, oh, it surprised really? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It surprised me because I thought maybe uh, Keith Lee was like dying down in terms of popularity or whatever. He did get a good pop. I, I just remember that. That was a note I like, you know, a mental note I took. I was like, wow, Keith Lee with a pop, you know, because like I didn't pop <laughs> for him, but he got a reaction. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, trying to explain it to a layman, even in attendance, without the benefit of the announcers trying to explain things or anything like that, you know, a very seasoned wrestling viewer as myself, I was like, what's going on? Like, who's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, who's, oh, they're just outside. They're just fighting outside for now. You know, like I, I get it's a lot of people in one match, like 21 guys in that ring. I think it's less entertaining. I think it's kind of smart. But it is confusing because there's there's so much going on, you know what I mean? Like at one time, but like yeah. I thought the participants were cool. You you get the you get the Lucha Brothers in there. Like there's 21 dudes. I'm not gonna name everybody, but like the Lucha Brothers right. and the, the Butcher and the Blade are in there, you know. And what was fun, because like I will say, I thought the first half of the match it went about 50, uh how long did this match go? 20 minutes. This so like, was yeah, 22, 25. The first seven minutes or so, I'm probably like not crazy about it like because i'm not a big battle royal guy anyway you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. like so i'm like uh and but there's a lot there was 
uh, it was a criticism going into the match that there's like a lots of feuds within the match already happening. Sort of like Keith Lee and Strickland were both in the match, right? Um, and Swerve, um, Ricky Starks and Jay White, they're like mid feud. They're all in the match, and Juice Robinson as well. You know what I mean? And so what's like, the criticism that they should have their own matches or something? Yeah, like let's highlight them individually instead of throwing them in a random battle royal, right? But I thought they really did a good job of making all those stories connect within the match. You know what I mean? Like, and like when you see like the eliminations, like it, it, like it mattered to the storyline and then they'll, pre, you know, progress those stories as they, you know, move forward to however they see fit. Um, Like it took some time to get this match going, but once it got going, it was, it was lots of fun. You know what I mean? Like, and I was very, well, this is where many I guys. thought that, yeah, this is where I thought the crowd, um, it came across very well on TV. Um, I know it's the opener. Obviously, you know, everybody's pumped to be there, but I thought the crowd was very much into this opening match. I understand the criticism. If anyone, it would be like Swerve and Keith Lee, even though that feud never got all the steam. I mm-hmm. think that their blow off match probably should have been like maybe on a pay-per-view, but you can't have it all because yeah. then you have to remove maybe a house of black match from this yeah. card. Um, you have to remove maybe, you know, one of the women's matches so you can't really have it all, but um, yeah. I think by they, by getting everyone in this match, um, they they provided the crowd with like just a fun sort of potpourri of action. Mm-hmm. I do like battle rules. I'm old school like that, and but I don't always love AEW's um, like the casino battle rule is something totally different. But like the way yeah. they do the like, so the okay, this is the queen section or the ace yeah, section exactly. or the space Four or five guys come out or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of that. Usually, I know it's hard because like they want to do the Royal Rumble. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. I wish that I, we we yeah. talk, we joked. We should just fucking do it. Just like, do it. Should, yeah, yeah. Just do it. Who's gonna Who's gonna sue you? Right? Yeah. Like, just do it. Call it something else. But um, you know, this one was different. It was 21 men blackjack battle rule, and it did come down to Orange Cassidy and Swerve, which. They tease some things. I, I mean, look, I could see it. I could have saw them maybe ending Orange Cassidy's reign. He's he's been champion. Jeez, mm-hmm. it's going on. I think now. What is he at? Uh, like seventy five plus days. Yeah, I think which, this is like twenty two defenses or twenty three defenses. This counts as now something like crazy like that. Yeah. Okay. So if you combine this with the actual, um, it's now I guess somewhat retired, but the the All Atlantic Championship. Yeah. If exactly. You combine those, that. Yeah. It's 230 days. Yeah. So he's been champion well over, you know, eight months. Um, mm-hmm. So I run. can see it's a great run. And we, you know, they established this title. I, I think this title has overcome the TNT title. This is, in my opinion, the intercontinental title of the W yeah. of, of it, AEW. It definitely feels that way. I agree with you. Yeah. And I like that. And I'm and I'm cool with that because this is now the real mid card guys title. Mm. Call it the workers title. The call worker it what title. you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it came down to Swerve and Orange Cassidy. So many teases, you know, uh, towards the end on, 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 you know, whether or not Orange would, would get thrown out. And uh, it ended up not happening. They ended up on the apron battling it out. Orange Cassidy eliminates Swerve at the end. So he retains the title in this 20 man, 21 man blackjack battle royal international title on the line so he's still champion 22 minutes it was fun i thought we got a lot of action it was chaotic in the beginning but i do think you have to try to make these battle royals different as years go by you know um and the crowd was into it would you rate this opener you're getting a live experience i'm watching tv so it's gonna be interesting how how we uh, compare live experience by the end of it i like everybody was fully into it I said 
I wanted Orange Cassidy to drop the belt. I thought this was a good opportunity to drop the belt. Um, my big criticism of him winning the belt is, or defending the belt, is that like you just beat 20 dudes, you know, and you already defended the belt 20 times. You know what I mean? Against some of these dudes, so it's sort of like who, who beats him? You know what I'm saying? Like that was like a big criticism of mine because I like he beat everybody. But um, I would have been happy with Jay White winning. I would have been happy with Ricky Starks winning and Swerve. Those are my three guys that I had bookmarked as like guys. Jay White just because he's a big deal. You know what I mean? So like if you want him to be in that picture, I guess you put him on the map right away. Ricky Starks because I feel like he's deserving of anything you give him. And then Swerve is another situation where. I think that's a guy you were always very high on swerve. I'm not high on swerve when he's talking, but I like him in the ring. You know what I mean? So it's like, I like him in the ring and he's a guy that like, Oh, maybe he could, the benefit of having a belt, a title on him, you know, probably do him a lot of goods. I was cool with all of those guys. All that being said, orange Cassidy and um, swerve were final two and orange winning was still fun. It was great. There was a lot of drama. I didn't know who was going to win the back and forth mm-hmm. at the end there. I was like, Swerve's winning this. I was like, we got a new champion. You know what I mean? And then I was like, oh no, orange is winning. And I was like, nah, I swear. I thought I was right. So that made it fun. I gave it three and a half stars for an opener. I thought it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. I'm yeah, same. People, I think I saw Meltzer, I think say it was like one of the best battle Royals you'll ever see or something like crazy like that. You know what hey, I'm like? Hey, that- maybe cause I don't love battle Royals, but uh, it was fun. Definitely the second half. Yeah, battle royals have become, you know, a different thing now. Um, yeah. Back in the day, it was just, you know, big, beefy men just kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. vying for space yeah, and like yeah, in the exactly. corner. They're just they're just holding you up against the ropes. Mm-hmm. It's come a long way. Uh, it usually was just a way to see the talent on your screen or, or live and just get that like visual of them. But now it's become like a match within a match. On TV, it uh, translated as drama and you know, once it broke down, like you said, it got better. And once they figured it out, you got like less guys in there. Um, it became cool. You got to see different matchups. You got to see different alliances. Big Bill and Swerve were in there. Like, let's team up. I, that's old school for me. I like that. It's like kind of Royal Rumble vibes. Um, I thought it was fun, too. I think it was, you know, I'm grading on, you know, double or nothing scale here. I think it was a nice five and a half out of 10, 5.5 yeah. out of 10 opener. Got the crowd rolling. Um, Orange Cassidy still the champion. I think he's done a lot for that title. I think I like the name change after all was said and done. AEW International Championship sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. It sounds good. Um, so they're doing re- really good with that title, and I think it was a good opener. Orange Cassidy, it's 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 a joke here, but like he he kicks off Dynamite every week. Like he's the guy that kicks off the show. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah, like that's his spot, and he kicked off this pay per view. He held on to the title, proving himself as more of a like. Look, lately he's he's having good matches. The gimmick is the gimmick, but this yeah, guy's yeah. having good matches. And, like, he's grown on me, you know? Like, I am an AEW defender oftentimes, it seems, but, like, I was never high on Orange Cassidy. Like, his matches were always good, but, like, early days, I was like, I am not into this dude, you know? And, like, he's mm-hmm. grown on And it may have taken the full four-plus years or whatever for me to get there, but I'm like, yeah, he's almost always in a good match. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to like the gimmick, but he's almost always in a good match. And he kind of, he pops me sometimes with how he acts. And, like, I remember a random anecdote, but, like, he was coming out for some ring, and he went to the announcers. He's like, what are the rules of this thing? You know, and it just made me laugh because, like, he's in a match, like, he doesn't even care. Or Trent going, and this time, he's going to try. You know what I mean? Like, it's Oh, like, I remember that. You know? Just stuff like that. Like, I've learned to, like, embrace the gimmick and the silliness of it and it's funny to me and it's unique which in pro wrestling is yeah you know, it's tricky you know to get around mm-hmm. and you mentioned him really quick and i want to highlight was the big bill 
I thought he looked mm-hmm. great in this match. He, he came, looked I think, really good. You know, for a dude who didn't win, he came out looking strong. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of got screwed over. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mm-hmm. think that's good. You know, that's what you hope for in something like this. You know, a lot of people are criticizing, like, Jay White just got eliminated or whatever. But you see later, that's just continuing a storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, whatever. But, like, um, yeah, I thought Bill, Big Bill came out looking good. And I thought Swerve came out looking really good. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think Look, it's people- purpose. People who who complain, like, this is the internet era. Like, you're going to talk about Jay White getting eliminated by Ricky Starks in the middle of Battle Royal. All that kills his momentum. Owen Hart was eliminated from the 1994 Royal Rumble the same year he went on to fight Bret Hart, WrestleMania 10, and, like, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Like, he was in the yeah. middle of a big push. He got just thrown out by Diesel just yeah. like he was nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't don't overthink it, Jay White. Like, yeah. he'll be all right. You he'll know what right. I mean? Yeah. He'll be fine. Um, but yeah, that was fun. I think people were hard on, if anything, on this match, probably because the chaos in the beginning was a little, yeah. you know, it was, so I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. But I thought it was fun enough. Um, the next match, I'm I'm curious, man. I'm curious how this went off in uh, in person, because if the fans on the Internet were ever right about the crowd, maybe being a little dead, it would be this match. This was unsanctioned. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. We had a special enforcer, Sabu, which, listen. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe you can shed light on, you know, uh, maybe Adam Cole and Seb, who's like uh, relationship, yeah, relationship. Know, dude. He lives the in only Vegas, thing I could think, think of it, was yeah. okay. He lives in Vegas, and I was thinking, look, Tony Khan, old school fan, probably loved ECW. Oh, also, yeah. Chris Jericho takes care of his his boys. boys he's taking yeah. care of Don Callis over the years. Mm-hmm. Lance, like he's taking care of boys. That dude, this Luther, be one of those things. Luther, you know, he's he's contracted AEW talent still to this day, and it's like what. You know what I mean? Like, but so this no. is Jericho maybe calling in a favor to get Sabu mm-hmm. in here. But um, I want to hear from you. Um, this was, let me just say, it, the feud, they've been putting work in, okay? They had a contract signing on the previous uh, Dynamite, and they're really trying to build the intensity of this feud. I've been hard on Adam Cole. I, I've always said I, I much prefer him as trying to be a babyface. Let's see what happens there. He's still kind of, I'm not sold on him because he's presenting himself as like, tough guy that's yeah. gonna like beat chris jericho from an inch of his yeah. life type yeah, of stuff exactly. and i'm yeah. like i don't know if i buy that i'd rather you just be an underdog or something but he's still coming out as tough guy adam cole but he's fighting jericho here and this all stems around Britt baker and and you know soraya's involvement of, of kind of caning Britt baker in front of adam cole anyway live how did this come across okay so any criticisms of the crowd and of the show when it comes to this match, like you said, I think are valid, you know? And like for me personally, and this is kind of a joke, but it's also, it's that's how it started the match. And my feelings of the match were kind of a downer for me instantly because I said it on the show many times. I'm a mark for Cole's entrance. And I didn't even get the entrance because they just started the brawl right away. We didn't even get, I didn't even get the pose. I was all excited for it. Like a mark. <laughs> And I didn't even get to do it. So instantly, I'm like, damn, man, they already fucked up my buzz, you know, whatever. But that being said, I don't think the I don't think the match was great. Listen, um, before I get into the match, though, Sabu's, yeah. Sabu coming out, I popped. The crowd popped. I mentioned to somebody that, like, there was an ECW chant, and it was the first time I engaged. Because I never engaged in, like, an ECW chant because somebody got hit with a chair. And they're like, ECW, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, nah, I don't disrespect the ecw like tradition on some nonsense but i got the chant ecw at the show and it was fun it brought back those memories and you cool. guys know i love sabu 
He's my favorite ECW guy of all time. So just to see him, and then this maniac instantly gets in the, climbs up the turnbuckle and jumps off through a table and instantaneously. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't think he was gonna do anything, let alone go through a table. So and you know, you didn't see him much after that. He was gone. But um, I did pop for that moment. I was happy to see Sabu, like you said, Jericho. Maybe we don't know how we don't know what the link up is, but like it's another time where Tony and AEW are showing a legend, whether you like him or not. Showing a legend his proper respect, even if it's only for this night. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that. And I was happy to see Sabu live. So you um, got set. Let me just say this real quick. Because you yeah. got um, at Backlash, you got Sabio Vega. Yeah. Carlito. And a week later, you get set. So they're bringing back all your legends I all know, across right? the board for you to. This must be your month. Yeah. Like little, oh, little pop Frank month. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I was into that. But then the match starts, you know, and like I get it. And I was into the into the build. Jericho was cracking me up when he was like, You you sat there and you did nothing. You know what I mean? While like he's handcuffed to the ropes and he's saying like you did nothing to stop it or yeah. whatever. That stuff was making me laugh, you know. Um I I get it. I, I see a criticism I see is that like they could have built this into something crazy. It was too quick to have like a blood feud, but I think you touch somebody's wife, there's a blood feud, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Like I don't sure. think, you know, I don't think we needed all that. But all that said, this match just did not hit for me. Um, um, live, I don't think it hit for the crowd. It fell very flat. You know, um, this is, I'm looking at the card here. This is the very clear and obvious weakest link of the pay-per-view for me. And um, it's a shame. Crazy. You know what I mean? Because, like, Cole is a top guy. You know, Jericho is Jericho. He's a legend. And, like, a criticism of Jericho is like he puts himself in these positions and maybe he doesn't get over other guys over. And we've had that debate here and and we agree like that's not that we, we kind of think it's not true, you know, but this was one where like I don't think it really worked for anybody, you know, like I don't think anybody right. got out of this looking strong. And uh, that's unfortunate because yeah, I, feel I think like it's if, the if, booking if, of the match. Right. Because. Yeah. But I think, the, I think it's I think it's I think it's the booking of. um the match but i also it's a head scratcher to have sabu involved like if you want to do the nostalgia yeah, pop, yeah. but it almost was in it was inconsequential and also yeah exactly i think it's not so much like jericho he's had you know matches with eddie kingston that were mm-hmm. really good and when i didn't expect them to be he's had really good stuff with um you know he's had a good one with ricky starks recently that i didn't think oh i was like oh, i don't know but this one with adam cole going into it i'm like i don't know because adam yeah. cole as I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat you. Like when he's given up 40, 50 pounds to Jericho, which I know this is pro wrestling, but like he's, you know, Jericho's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like you're presenting Adam Cole as the ass kicker. I think that's where they went wrong. And I think you say Adam Cole was a top guy to me. This is much like my coat, your Cody thing. I, it remains to be seen. I see Adam Cole as mid to upper card and i don't know man and after this like they might want to think about how you present adam cole 100 with you you know that though like i eased off of adam cole burial you know what i mean because he seems like a swell dude you know what yeah, I mean? man i like, like him kind of like but... nice guy yeah exactly like i like him too that and so i eased off because we used to roast him constantly mm-hmm. and duke would like duke would be the defender of the guy you know, so like I did ease off considerably because I did not like him at all. You know what I mean? Like that first little bit of run there, I was not into it. And, you know, you get sympathy votes, you know, as well. Like he got hurt. You know, you never yeah. want to see anybody get hurt that way and end their career that way. So it was like he came back and I was at the show when he came back, you know, so that was nice to see him cut that promo and all these things. But this match, man, really got me back into that phase of like, I don't think I like this dude. You know what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. offense to him. It, 
It's just his style. Unfortunately, not to body shame or anything, but his physique, I just don't buy in like in, in a physical encounter, you know, like um, like a street fight on sanction yeah, type. Exactly. Vibe. Yeah. Like you're saying, like the whole tough guy thing. It's like, I don't buy that. You know what I mean? Like I that bothers me with the young bucks, guys who put on classic matches after classic match. You know what I mean? Like when they just act like they're tough guys, I'm like, you don't look like tough guys. Like it's you could be a great tag team or whatever. But like the tough guy aspect of it, like it hurts me. Hmm. And Adam Cole is in that boat, but even to a greater extent, because he's a singles guy, you know what I mean? So he doesn't have that tagging in and hot tag and double team like situation as much to like get himself out of like some tough guy moments, you know, where like he might not be up to snuff. So then he's just beating up Jericho. Like, look, they beat each other up. But this was like an Adam. This always felt like this was going to be an Adam Cole showcase because it felt like mm-hmm. they're going to make Adam Cole the guy, right? Like. I was my that's the plan. I think my thought process going in was Adam Cole's winning. Um, and he's next for MJF. Exactly. Right? Like a, the next program. But like you said, I think you gotta reevaluate things, man, because he's cool. I mean, the crowd does like him a lot, but as much as they liked him, they did not like this match. You they know, they did not. Like, They're not yeah, on like, TV and not mm-hmm. in live, right? Yeah, they come across live. live. No, 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 no. Live and then like the ending to the match. So I do want to yeah. say, and like nobody's touched on this, but like there's a that toward the finish of the match, he like they're like there's like a chain involved and they're kind of like wrapped up in the chain and he goes for like a kind of like a that destroyer type of move off the top. You know what I mean? Like the way it, and and he almost like it looks like he landed Jericho on his head like hard, you know, because yeah. it's almost like botchy. Um landed and like then they kind of like go to the finish and he just smashes them out and they stop imagine i almost wondered if there was like an audible call there and maybe well, he wraps his he wraps his knee first right does he yeah, hit the boom kick or whatever he wraps does his knee in the chain with the chain yeah he does do that you're right so like but i just felt like it all of a sudden was over you know and i think that also caught the crowd off guard because it was relatively quick for like the kind of match it was right like it, it was seven time. it was 17 minutes right which is time um, right but it, it just felt like it just felt like Oh, it's over. Suddenly, like, oh, it's over. It's just like that. Like he just smashed. Well, you know why? Because I don't think they built drama. They did not do a good job of building any drama. This was more like you said, a showcase for Adam Cole to like, I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna beat you from an inch of your life. And like, I get it. He, you know, he's tortured your wife and all that stuff. But um, I just think maybe Adam Cole in the wrestling match versus MJF, we you know, maybe maybe we can get refocused to okay, like this is a I think in these street fights, in these like blood feuds like you're saying like mm-hmm. i don't think adam cole um as a heel or a baby face strikes me as someone that's gonna wrap a chain up and choke a guy like jericho yeah. out and like yeah, beat him yeah. to an inch of his life that's just me you talked about it on our um night of champions review you mentioned how like cody being in the kimura was yeah, for yeah, so yeah. long was ridiculous right to yeah, you yeah. this was a little ridiculous for me seeing adam cole um kind of be the aggressor and like the brutalizer in this sort of unsanctioned match um for what it's worth they tried their best i just think the crowd was very 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 much checked out which is a shame because mm-hmm. i love Britt baker i love yeah. jericho you know I, I mean i i was all i was pulling for adam cole as a baby face and and maybe they can get it recentered. but this was a weird way to like I, I mean we're so high on orange cassidy and then the placement of this match i guess it wouldn't have mattered, but crowd checked out for a minute here. And um, and, I'll just say, I, I, real quick, I'm going to say, I gave it a 3.3 out of 10. I was disappointed okay. in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fair. I think it's I think it's the worst matchup on the card. And I saw a criticism, which I agree with, is that, like, um, and especially in the final build to, like, the pay-per-view, 
Jericho's like, I have my crew, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And that's when he brought out, he had Roddy and Sabu, apparently. And it's like, they were kind of inconsequential in total, right? Like, yep. Everyone. For a show. Other than Brit. Yeah. And Brit comes out. Saray and Brit end up coming out. And I guess that's what they're going to, I think they're going to continue this moving forward. And then Jericho Saraya thing. It's a tag match on Dynamite. Yeah, they announced it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, fine. Fair enough. But like, it just everything just felt like it just felt odd this one and it just did not hit um i give it 1.75 out of five so we're in like the same ballpark wow. you know what i mean that's like, i just that's gotta be your lowest jericho rated match ever, maybe right? ever. you know and i'm a sucker for jericho stuff even when other people yeah. aren't but like i did not like it i was just like man i don't like it and sorry to adam cole but i love jericho historically i don't love that guy historically and then they they teamed up, and I don't love this at all. So it's sort of like I don't know, you know what I mean? It Blaming makes me Cole. look at I, it makes me look at Adam Cole a little side eyed because I'm like, ah, I'm not I'm not sold on this, you know. But um, it is what it is. Hopefully, it's just like a a blip on the radar, you know what I mean? And they can figure it out. Maybe this this maybe the story really does lie in this dual tag team, this intergender tag team sort of affair, right? And like who knows? But. Uh-huh. I do want to say, um, if there's anything positive out of it, I like that the alliance of Jericho and Soraya, because I'm actually team Soraya. Like, I really am pulling for her. I know Mm -hmm. the fans have been hard on her. You got you just got to, like, ease up. This girl's been through hell and back with her injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, her mental health and all that good stuff. Um, I just feel like Jericho bringing her into it. Like, let me let me bring you with me. Cause like you are a big deal, Soraya. Like your family, your history. You had a movie made on you. Like yeah. I like that that he's gonna just bring her into his kind of crew or his like sort of spotlight. And um, he's getting heat, right? Like he'll get mm-hmm. her heat. But I just like that alliance and you know the the mixed tag match thing. We'll see how that plays out. But you might be yeah. right, man. Adam Cole might have been next in line. <clears throat> I think TK really really loves Adam Cole, he and does, I think clearly. he has plans to get Adam Cole in that Wembley show, maybe even in that world title match. I don't know, but Bro. it could yeah, be it, it could be uh he has the benefit of a, a building being nearly sold out already, so he could do something like that and it doesn't hurt him, you know, but that's uh, true that's true but but I you know I wouldn't be thrilled if that's like the headliner, let's say, but we'll see, yeah, so <clears throat> that was as some would say a little um what would they say a little carnyish maybe there was a little uh, there was a lot going on in that match but the next match we doubled yeah. down so to yeah. speak yeah, on yeah, the yeah. carny aspect because we had FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Sanjay Satnam Singh was by uh, ringside and also Karen Jarrett Karen Jarrett Karen Jarrett's back. She's here. She's back. I was going to say back in TNA because I can't help it, bro. I can't help the vibes I get with um, some of this Jarrett inclusion, even though it's been so long. And look, they're, they're, like I said, Carney. This is like wrestling. This is entertainment-based stuff. FTR, though, being the champions of the world and everybody clamoring for them to get to this mountaintop. We got to get on track with them after this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, right. like it's okay to do this every now and again, but like we got to get them back on track, right? And I will say this about this matchup: it was not one I was looking forward to because it's like Jeff Jarrett, dude, and Jay Lethal. You know how we feel about these guys, but I had more fun with the match than I would have anticipated. Me too, and that's because of all the carny antics, though. You know what I mean? Like because of all the 
wild interference and nonsense ringside and Karen Angle, or sorry, I've been calling her Karen Angle, dude, all weekend. Yeah. And I can't get it out of my head anyway. I had to explain why I keep saying that to people a couple of mm-hmm. times. But, um, but Karen Jarrett, when she showed up on, so we always say like too much, this, you guys especially, too impact feeling with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Jarrett. And I would always be like, you know, it is what it was. They can't have another job. But when Karen Jarrett showed up, I was like, oh, no. But then <laughs> but then, I kind of got in my head like, they're doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Yes, like, right. They're doing it to get that heat off of the fans who don't want this. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I know it's a tricky, it's a slippery slope. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. You got to a slippery slope because then it turned before you turn into that show, right? But, like, I'll admit, Karen Jarrett was popping me with her ringside antics, like being there and being able she to was watch her. Yeah, TV. she was getting heat. She was flipping off people, you know, cursing. And it was like, it was funny, like seeing people so mad at her. And I was like, oh, that's heat. You know what I mean? Like it might be hate, but it's also, but she's getting heat in the right way in this match, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, lots of shenanigans. Also, uh, Mark, Mark Briscoe, Briscoe is the referee, mm-hmm. you know, his shirt, he had came out with the camo stripes, uh, zebra <laughs> shirt, which I thought was funny. Um, you know, he played well, it. I want to, played, I want to talk about great. like yeah. you're saying they're doing it on purpose, um, which could be true for sure to get that heat. But um, you could have told me this is like Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus like Beer Money TNA circa 2007 sure. or something like that, and I would have believed you because as much as I love FTR, I feel like um, they're getting roped into some some um circus type stuff and look we deep down i think we like carny shit that's why you said you'd enjoyed it more because like we love stupid pro wrestling you know old school pro wrestling sports mm-hmm. entertainment stuff and this was like fun but we yeah. take we look at ftr as like, as like the best Red yeah, Hart, I hear you. you know they're yeah. serious like they're yeah. the best like so i don't know how much of the fun carny stuff i want with them and yeah. um we're, we're, we're gonna like kind of notice as we rate these matches like maybe I know me, like I might not be super high on my ratings, but we'll get to the overall, you know, yeah. rating of the show eventually. And, um, you know, I think this, this show got progressive, progressively better is what I'll yeah, say. I agree. And my last defense of like the carny feel and impact feel of this match, the last thing I will say, and, and where FTR fit in all of this is that Jay Briscoe did pass away. And this was a tie-in to their history with him and with their brother, Mark. And you know what I mean? So, like, that all brings it together. And now you're done with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it's like, it's okay. It's like, it it was a way to get Mark on screen. It's a way to have, like, actual relationship with, because, like, the Briscoes and Jay Lethal, they did have a real relationship. FTR, they had that series of matches that, that were so good that you can't help but become closer to those people when you have that kind of chemistry and the kind of impact those matches had for everybody who saw those that that trilogy of matches. Some of the best tag team matches ever, I will say, mm-hmm. ever. I'm not going to say they're the best, but as a trilogy of matches, really unbelievable. Um, so that's my, like, they were just putting that all together. Jay's memory being in the background of the story, you know what I mean, and everybody coming together. It's kind of like an end to a means, you know what I mean, like to get all that stuff into a program. But it didn't. It did it. Um, it it was more enjoyable than I thought. Um, I'll give you my grade on this match right now. I gave it two and a half stars out of five because I had fun. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. crowning it. It wasn't like amazing. The wrestling wasn't amazing, but it was fun and there was suspense and there's drama and there was even a point where I'm like, oh my god, Jarrett's winning the title. You know what I mean? Like there was even that kind of moment. 
Aubrey mm-hmm. took a guitar to the head too, which yeah. was wild. I wanted to mention um the yeah. Aubrey stuff, and I do want to say like Sanjay, uh, of all the managers in AEW, I think he's definitely gotten better for me anyway as far as like an old school guy like he's got yeah, yeah. He even had the airbrush jacket little mm-hmm. jimmy hart mm-hmm. like and definitely just, yeah he's going all in on the gimmick and it's silliness yeah. it's they are so over the top and silly yeah that you almost kind of chuckle um it's like i don't want you around but i kind of do jared like i yeah, don't yeah, but i do exactly you know yeah that's how i feel um, it's like yeah don't be in a title it, picture and i'm fine with you Right. And right. I feel like they've had three title shots now undeserving, like all all away. So it's sort of like, okay. Next is the world title, maybe. Yeah, I know. It's just like, just stop up with the titles and we're golden. You know what I mean? Like, you could do this, you know, it's fun enough. Just don't overstep. And that's the fear. I think that's also in hardcore wrestling fans' brains is that Jericho, I mean, not Jericho, Jared has had influence in these companies and stroke and putting himself in these positions. And it seems like he's, he has that so far because he's been in title shot after title shot. So I think once that goes away, I think we'll be able to live with Jared a little more. That but, might even be part of the gimmick here. Like he's yeah, just happy. Yeah. Like if they're really that smart, it might be yeah. that that's really get on their nerves. We're mm-hmm. just gonna yeah. give you a title shot every week because uh-huh. yeah. it's, it's definitely annoying, you know. But yeah, um, I want to say real quick, yeah, you don't need to overbook FTR. I think we do need to get back on track after this. I'm I'm a little lower. I'm like a three point nine out of ten. On okay. This. Yeah. It was just, but I also watched matches recently reviewing some show with you guys where I had to watch like DOA versus you <laughs> yeah, know, the know, break yeah, plus. Yeah. And, and those yeah. are unwatchable. This was fun. <laughs> like fun, it's yeah. fun, but um, we deserve, and I guess expect more from FTR. So FTR. 3.9 out of 10. We'll see where that goes. Mark Briscoe at the end kind of um, had a moment with FTR raising them with the titles. It was cool. It was like you said, it ties in together. I'm wondering if maybe Mark goes to AEW, uh, into Ring of Honor, maybe focuses yeah. stuff there, or if yeah. um, it would make more sense, I think, on a weekly basis. You know, he's a legend right. there, and he's a legend there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. Let's see what happens. Um, speaking of legends, Christian Cage, one of the all-time goats, in my opinion, um, he's taking on Wardlow TNT title ladder match. We've had Arn Anderson recently align with Wardlow. Yeah. Um, which I think, you know, we haven't talked about it, but I think is um uh, it's clever. It's yeah. clever to me, and we'll see how you feel about it. But um Luchasaurus obviously with Christian Cage. These guys were going at it for the TNT title in this ladder match. We had multiple ladders around the ring as usual. Um you could tell me Christian is 32 years old, and I'll believe you because I think he was really, really working here, just yeah. old school Christian. Um, he didn't miss a beat. I think Wardlow and him um, have a good chemistry. I think Christian can make anyone look good. The thing I'm having with Wardlow, the problem I'm having is somehow, like, because I think back to last year, Double or Nothing. I was there. You were there. We were there together. He beat MJF in about seven minutes. Yeah. We don't know, you know, whether that was work or shoot, all that drama. MJF might leave. He's holding up the company. But Wardlow came out of that looking like a super duper duper star. He had on white gear. I remember like it was yesterday. He had the long hair, all that good stuff. This year, I'm not a fan of the gear. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the short hair. I like the alliance with Arn, but there's still something that's not clicking to get Wardlow back to that white hot baby face, or at least white hot, you know, level. Whether he's yeah. a face or a heel. Um, but anyway, this match was pretty, uh, pretty violent. It was pretty, yeah. pretty good for a ladder match. Um, Christian, you know, one of his specialties. What do you think of the match? 
and uh, Wardlow and Arn together and all that good stuff. Well, this match I actually had like bookmarked as like one of my most anticipated, if not my most anticipated. Um, I'm looking at the card and like between this and like the Elite versus Blackpool Combat, like, oh, they're probably my most, my two most anticipated matches personally. Um, mm. I thought it was fun, you know, like I I did enjoy it a lot more. Um, I like because the Arn, so first of all, the Arn thing with Wardo, I like that that little combo. I think it helps Wardlow. You know, he needs somebody with him. I don't know if Arn is like the voice that maybe Wardlow needs, but it it helps. And Arn is quite love Arn. Then Christian, I think working a Christian a program with Christian is only going to help Wardlow, right? It's only going to make him better. It's very smart. All that being said, though. I was team Christian all the way because like you said, something about Wardlow isn't quite right for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we will, we all love Wardlow. You know what I mean? Around this time last year. And um, now it's like, he's doing the things again, but it's just like something is, something is not right. And I don't know if it's just how he looks. I don't know if the ponytail going away and he has his basic haircut makes me look at him like, Oh, you're a little less cool. Cause I hate that haircut that he had previous, but. It Did you notice that um he pulled like he used to have the shorts with the singlet, but now it's like kind of like the like on undies? Yeah, yeah, I don't like, like yeah, that. I don't like that man. either. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that either. You know, and like I don't know, little things like that. Like I don't know what's things, off. Yeah. I don't know what's off with Wardlow, but I was saying at the event, like, I'm Christian all the way. Like I was yelling at Arn, like, oh, don't get out of here, Arn. You know what I mean? Because like I wanted Christian to get that belt because I was okay with Wardlow not having it. I don't know why. But um, you know. That all that said, the match was I thought the match was entertaining. I think Christian in a ladder match, it's always gonna be good. You know what I mean? Um, and Wardlow, you know, he has balls, you know, like he does stuff that a guy his size maybe oh, shouldn't be yeah. doing. He takes risks that he wouldn't be about know, that risk, that one dude, risk he's taking this. That ladder spot. So like Luchasaurus comes out at some point and gets into it with Wardlow. And Wardlow gets him on a table outside that he set up, and he climbs the tallest ladder they have. There was one ladder that was obviously far and away taller than all the other ladders, and he goes to the top of it, and it's so shaky that the referee's holding it. And he does a swanton off the top of the ladder through a table to the, out, the outside, not even with the ring inside to, like, race your fall. Crazy spot. The crowd was going crazy for it. Um... You know, before that, Arn actually, this is like pro wrestling in its finest. Arn bit Luchasaurus's thumb, thumb basically like off blood. <laughs> yeah, no blood on Arn's face and Luchasaurus's hand. It was like madness. Arn being Arn, you know, just mm-hmm. doing whatever it takes. I, I, I love exactly. That. Um, yeah, that spot was one of the wilder spots of the night. I mean, one of the wildest spots you could see. There was by, a few in know? this one. Yeah. Um, I, at one point, I know, uh, Wardlow caught Christian off the top of the ladder into a power with slam. Power like, bomb. yeah, yeah, with the power bomb. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, they had a lot of um good chemistry, a lot of really stiff ladder shots. You know, it's you, dude. Like Wardlow jumped off the top rope onto the ladder, and the ladder breaks underneath them and crunches. <laughs> it was like that's a two hundred seventy pound man or whatever, maybe more, jumping onto that ladder and it falls apart. And they both go flying off the ladder. It's like just madness happening in the ring. I thought it was fun though. Like I did enjoy a lot of this match and um you know he he kills he kills uh he kills christian you know and he, mm-hmm. up, he he defended the strap he climbed the ladder and got the strap and the strap yeah. a little help a little help from arn to even the odds after luchasaurus and interfered um i think that wardlow look 
he does it just because you can doesn't mean you have to, right? He doesn't yeah, yeah. need to do this stuff to regain the crowd's love or or as yeah. much love. I don't believe. I know he wants to show off his skills and his his bravery and all that stuff. Um, it was cool. I just don't want to see Wardlow fade into just being another guy that does high spots, so to speak. Like I like them here and there with him because he is athletic, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I miss ass kicker Wardlow, yeah, like bruiser Wardlow. I I mean, look. It was weird because I was like, they're losing it with Wardlow. Powerhouse Hobbs is now your TNT champ. Why the hell would they do that? I was all up in yeah. arms. Then he wins it back. Now we can't see Powerhouse Hobbs. Where the hell is he? <laughs> yeah, you know? well, maybe he'll be on collision. Um, but now Wardlow, in my opinion, they're trying to get him back on track. Whether it's a maturity issue, whether it's a bad booking, whether it's something that he lost confidence-wise, they're trying at least, right? Yeah. I hope they stay the course. And um, I kind of hope this isn't over with Christian and maybe he's Luchasaurus's turn next. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to, um, just because I do think it, it, he's, he's going to benefit long-term, you know, exactly. like, we're talking about something missing. And I think you could figure that out with Christian, like leading the way. And I think Christian's smart enough to know what to do. And Christian knows, you know, Christian doesn't need to win. He knows that he's in that, he's at that phase of his career. And, um, you were talking about all the high spots of like not having to do it just because you can't do it, not having to do it. But what I like about him doing in this match is that, yeah, it kind of puts respect on Christian's name. You know what I mean? Because it's like, listen, you're not just gonna bully Christian. You know what I mean? You got to kind of take out all the stops. You know what I mean? To like to overcome a guy like him, especially at this mm-hmm. phase in his career when he he's not going against world champion level guys, right? And Christian is that. So I'm okay Fair. with it in this aspect, right? If he's doing it against, you know you know, uh, Action Andretti or something like that, I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Just kill this guy, but. I give him a password in this matchup. Um, in this match, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what you rate this match? I give this match a 3.25 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. I had fun. Me too. I'm at a 5.6 out of 10 okay, so far, so my highest rated yeah. show. Um, I thought it was, you know, two guys I really like. And I think for a ladder match, it hit a lot of the spots. I just think um, maybe, I mean, for a ladder match, you would think it'd be, you know, I guess... There was a lot of interference on this show. I'm going to get to that later. But like yeah. here we got Luchasaurus and Arn Anderson. It wasn't too much chaos, but it, like I think they kept it contained to the ring more than and that's yeah. Christian proud being a pro, you know. Um I overall I enjoyed it though. I think it was good. I'm curious to see where it goes next. Um yeah, I think this was a good spot on the card for it too. But a lot of title matches here. I mean, we got to get through them. There's six, next, I think, on this pay-per-view. Yeah, there were six of them. And the next one, we got to get into it. Women's World Championship, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm. And I wanted to jump right into it because it's not so much about the match as it is the result. Um, the match was only three minutes after yeah. some pre-match antics, a jumping by the outcasts, Ruby Soho and Soraya jumping uh, Jamie Hayter before the bell on her way out. Tony Storm took advantage right away before you knew it we got a new AEW women's world champion they pull the plug on jamie hater for now tony storm she's your champion i believe this is how you get probably more people invested in this feud because where can you go when it's just jamie hater as a champion and the outcasts are coming out here talking shit why are you talking shit if you're not the champion yeah now you are the champion tony storm's representing what do you think um because your team hater through and For through, sure. that's that's your that's your girl. Um, but where where are you on this title switch? Well, I predicted it full stop. You know what I mean. Predict this matchup, but 
it's because I heard a word on the street that Jamie Hader has a shoot injury, you know? Mm. So, yeah, like, I heard that she's shoot injured, and, like, there was fear of her even being cleared for this matchup, right? So this is what I'm hearing build it in the build-up to it. So, like, I proposed, I, was, I said to my buddy, I worked myself into a shoot the other night because we were watching Rampage, and, I and like, they cut a, after Rampage, they did, like, a countdown show for this pay-per-view. And in the build in the build up for this match specifically, Jamie Hader says something along the lines of like, I'm the champion. There's not a chance I'm gonna miss the uh Wembley show and defend in front of my hometown. You know what I mean? He was like she was like, last time I wrestled there, she was like it was in front of two hundred people or whatever she said it was, you know, and like now it's gonna be seventy thousand or whatever the number will be by then. And um and our, our buddy who's like newer to the game of pro wrestling, he 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 became a wrestling fan because of AEW Dynamite coming to our apartment. And us on Wednesdays, and it's like, oh yeah, it's dynamite. And he started watching, and now he's a full blown mark. It's funny. He sends us texts like, "Did you see That's this?" And like, you know, and it's funny. So it's like, when when she says that, she goes, "Well, she was like, she just spoiled it. She was like, she's clearly not losing. They got to do put her at the Wembley show." And I said, "She could win it at the Wembley show." Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I got it. And I was mm-hmm. like. If she wins it at the Wembley show, that's a bigger moment for her, you know, than just having a match and defending at the Wembley show. So in, in the back of my head, I was like, man, I was like, I, I was like, we talking about it. I was like, I just convinced myself. I, th- I think she's losing a double or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's just going to do the match and then heal up and win it in Wembley. So I was not shocked by this. As a matter of fact, they were sitting, me and my buddy were sitting like lower, lower in our section, but they were in the same section behind us. And I lo- I turned back and I was like, I told you, you know what I mean? When, when Tony Storm won, just because... I thought that would happen. Um, a couple of things, a couple of ways I'm looking at it. Like it's a bummer to see Jamie Hader lose. Like what you said is accurate, right? It does give them, it does put the outcast like on the map as like, look, we're actually the champions. So you can't, you can't even tell us anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause we had, not only did we come here and run shit, like we said we would, we're now the champion. So deal with it. Not only mm-hmm. does it do that, but I'm happy for Tony storm because she had that interim label her entire run. You know, and now she gets to be the full champion. And I know they like retroactively, I think they said she actually, it, they, they took away the interim title and in history books will say that she was the champion. But we all saw she was the interim champion and it was kind of a bummer because Thunder Rosa had no intentions of coming back like that quickly, it seemed. so. First uh, two-time AEW yeah, Women's Champion. and she's the, the first two times, yeah. So, And let me just say real quick, because I I, did, I wasn't privy to that, you know, knowledge you had on the injury. So I was actually watching this with, you know, Virgin Eyes or whatever. And yeah. We we were legit kind of shocked, and I'm like, man, you know, all I could think of was the outcast. Maybe that's how you continue the story, having them on mm-hmm. top. But man, oh man, I didn't even think of that Wembley show. That's yeah. where we're going with it now. Do you know the injury? Is it what is it? It's her arm, something on her arm. I don't know something that could heal by August. I'm hoping, yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. they cleared her enough for this show, is what I read. Like post pay per view, that like she was cleared, like to go in and do what she did, you know, but not mm. a full match. You know what I mean? So that would make me believe maybe in a couple of months, she's good. You know what I mean? Cause you have all of, now you have all of July and most of all, uh, all of June and July and then most of August. So it's like, you know, she should be, it's judging by the fact that she was cleared for the amount of physical activity that she took part in this pay-per-view. I think she'll be fine by then, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the genuine severity of the injury, but, uh, didn't surprise well, I thought, me. It's unfortunate for Jamie Hader, but um, if it's going to lead to her winning the big one in Wembley, I think it's blessing in disguise. It's a great call by yeah. TK. And uh, to give it to Tony Storm as well and not like Ruby Soho yeah, and not yeah. Soraya. I think Tony is the one that deserves it. And and she's the best one of the group, honestly, right yeah, now in the ring. Is. 
Um, and uh, I think it was unexpected for me, but not for you. But I thought it was it was shocking um, in a way where, like, I thought, uh, you know, that the Jamie Hader was in the midst of like one of those long title reigns mm -hmm. that it would continue. But I didn't know about the injury. So now, I mean, I guess I'll have to kind of I'll say overall, look, inconclusive on the rating. I don't know if yeah, I can rate yeah. this match. It's just yeah, kind of it's uh, yeah. It's a wash. It's it is a wash. But for the angle, it's better than, itself, listen. It's better than her giving smart. up the belt, and then there's a mini tournament. You know what I mean? Like now there's an angle, you know, and it's exactly. like, and, and there's like payback to get from it rather than just vacating because of injury. So this heats it up. I think it's yeah. a smart move. I mean, and obviously their back was against the wall, but it heats it up. Um, we got to go into the World Trios titles because that was next. House of Black. We got the open house rules match. This is um, kind of an open challenge. You know, I thought this match, um, first of all, I don't remember this being advertised, but when I saw it pop up on my on my screen, I'm like, oh, we're getting one of these tonight. This is cool. Like, who's yeah. it going to be? Mm -hmm. My brain, my, my wheels were spinning. It ended up being the acclaimed yeah. Billy Gunn coming out. I thought um, on TV, these House of Black matches or these open house matches, I guess you'll call them, lights are out. Yeah, you know, there's 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 very cool lighting going on. Um, you guys mentioned before. I remember when we reviewed. I think it was Royal Rumble or something like that, like with the Mountain Dew lights out match. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys were all. I think you both were saying you don't like matches where the lights are out. Kane yeah. did it before. Like, there's been plenty of guys. So Bray Wyatt and Seth. Bray Wyatt and Seth. Honestly, um, this works for them in a way, but I don't know if it's getting the right amount of um crowd interaction or something how do you feel about like how did it look live it looked so i'm actually curious how it looked on television right because live it looked cool you know what it did live and why i think it works versus those other ones we mentioned because the other ones they turned the lights out over the whole arena you know what i mean and it's just like mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense because you can't see anything where mm -hmm. this one you see everything Perfect. You know what I mean? Except for the ring. The ring is lit up. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, it's a softer light. You know what I mean? Like, it's not quite as like harsh of a light as, uh, you know, uh, the ring lights normally would be like lighting up the ring, but it just look, it looked good. It, it, it works, you know, like the, as a fan, you don't miss anything. It, it's like, it's kind of lit up perfectly. It's, it's, it's hard to say it, but like, I think that's what the WWE lacks. So they put you in a spot where like, it's confusing like what you're looking at. You know what I mean? Cause you can't mm. see anything except for the Mountain Dew colors. And like, I don't know, it just, it didn't work for in that, from that aspect, but. Well, I was just curious about how it looked, but I do want to really quick get into pre-match <laughs> Max Caster. You know, he has, he has a lot to say. Yeah. You know, he's, he's freestyling on the house of black and these are some of the best burns he's had in a while when it comes to, um, you know, he was coming at sort of, Buddy, buddy Matthews about you know getting cucked by Dom Mysterio over there in WWE for kind of being with Rhea Ripley on WWE television. Yeah. He was also ripping on the House of Black for not having an actual black member in their crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Malachi, and getting away. yeah, yeah, yeah. Malachi getting away with blackface. The Max was Caster good. was the raps were good. It was yeah. it was it was a very strong rap for Max Caster, and that actually got me even more pumped for this match. I'm like, man, they're going to tear his head off. But mm -hmm. it was really about working on Anthony Bowens. Bowens was under, like, underneath the whole entire match, it felt like, trying to fight for that hot tag, which, honestly, that's when the crowd finally came alive on TV, 
when yeah. the hot tag was made to Billy Gunn because, you know, look, Malachi, he's a great, great, you know, a fighter. He's he's got that style. I mean, he's yeah. a train, he's, he's a trained fighter. But um, sometimes I think his grappling and his kind of move set, his strikes, they lack what even AEW fans are into. Like they they like it doesn't always hit. And I feel like sometimes you're not getting the quote unquote high spots that these crowds mm-hmm. want or the excitement that these crowds want. But um, just a contrast to having Brody Brody King in there and um, like his just. I think he's a world champion. Like I, I think he's that he's big. Cool. I think he's world champion level. I think he's the guy. I know you love Malachi, and I like Malachi too. But I think Brody King's the guy I would hitch my wagon to. In my, I guess that's my my Vince mm-hmm. coming out. But he's that big yeah. guy. He he would just crush crush the competition. But um, yeah, I want to say that the House of Plague, You know, they did defeat. They did retain. They did uh, mm-hmm. defeat the acclaim and retain. And uh, it was a pretty pretty good match. The crowd investment here again like the jericho this is where they were a little more silent and that's why i'm wondering yeah. how did it come across for you live with the crowd kind of quiet or what was going on i wouldn't i wouldn't say that the crowd was super quiet but it was more of like the hot tags were like the big moments right and like mm. and the entrances right because they, they were hyped for the entrance both entrances the crowd was hyped for house of black yeah. entrance the crowd was very into and then the acclaimed, a good rap from the acclaimed helps them as well. You know what I mean? So, like, that entrance was hype. Then the match, because I think with this match suffered, I think, like, um, you know, not as a knock on the acclaimed, but I think if you, to keep up with the pace of House of Black, you got to be quicker, more dynamic, you know what I mean? And that makes them shine a little bit more. Guys like Malachi Black, I think he... He relies on like counter strikes, you know what I mean? And catching you off guard with like these impactful stuff. And it looks cool. And then Brody's such a monster, but he also throws himself around, you know? And then Buddy is just like, you know, he's like the high flying guy who's super seller, you know? So like, I think you need a better dance partner and not to like knock the acclaim. I like the acclaim and Billy, obviously, but um, I don't think they meshed the best, you know what I mean? Like in this match. And another factor to take place, like you got, you were surprised. Again, by like the matchup because you didn't see it advertised. But I did happen to tune into Rampage last week, and the acclaim won some match, and they went on the mic and they said, "You know, we've been beating a bunch of the best trios. You know what I mean in this company, yada yada." And like the next, like after commercial or whatever, it was like House of Black in an open challenge match at the pay per view. Oh, yeah. So you were like, "Okay, well, it's the acclaim, right? They just they've been beating everybody. <laughs> they just basically called you out, and now you're doing an open challenge match." I was almost hoping like. And I think that also hurt the crowd, right? Because I think the crowd knew that. So there was mm. no like mystery. And then I Who think were you hoping maybe, for? I so th- this is totally left field, but like I was hoping I kind of knew the acclaim would be in it, but I was hoping that this open challenge would be like any like another team could be in it as well. Not that I want a million teams in a match, but I was I was hoping for returning Santana and Ortiz with like Eddie Kingston or something as like open oh, challenge. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Something like that, because Ortiz had that history with Malachi. I don't know. That would have been more interesting to me, story turn, and he would have got a pop for Santana coming back. And you know, I like those guys. So that's what I was kind of hoping for. But it was. What you rate this match? I give this match up a two point two five out of five. Oh wow. Okay. So a little, little low. Yeah, a little low. And I just didn't think. I don't think it it worked great as like a as a matchup. You know, like I thought everybody was cool. Brody was especially cool. 
doing stuff outside the ring. He like it was, you know, he's smashing Billy Gunn outside the ring. He's barking. The whole crowd is barking with him. I don't know if you saw any of that. Oh yeah, yeah. That came across, you know, but the whole crowd's barking and stuff like that. And he was awesome, you know. Billy got his hat tag and he had his moments, which I thought were cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A couple famousers and, and a couple great sells from Brody did a flipping over the top sell of the famous sir and then buddy matthews on the ropes he sold it like he was killed yeah by, billy know, was working really well with them i yeah. of all the of all the acclaimed of billy, all of really. it yeah exactly like billy his professionalism showed out i think at that point you know and um yeah so like that was like, I, I'll probably just say, my favorite I, part of it but i gave it a 3.9 out of 10 i think okay. um I, I was curious more about how it looked live with the with the lights out and with the with the house uh open house rules matches as being with lights out. I think it could still work. Um, I think the trios titles are tricky because um, you, yeah, you're running out of trios, like not yeah. running out, but, but it's getting harder and harder to mix it up and make it fresh. Like, I think this is a great team to just put in on a pay-per-view and, and fill a spot. And yeah. it was 15 minutes, maybe, maybe a hair long. If for yeah. my, for yeah. my liking, tighten um, it up, drop three and a half, four minutes tighten it up maybe a couple more high spots and it's a faster pace and i think it's better yeah exactly but it was still fun um i i do i do think uh that was one of max caster's best raps in in recent memory and um billy looked good and uh yeah house of black their reign continues entrance was great and before we move on actually i want to talk about malachi really quickly and brody um because i mentioned it in our review of um night of champions where i'm like it's becoming sort of like the same old guys like in the in the main event scene you know what i mean and i'm like desperate for some kind of change like i want new people new blood at the top and even i said even in like uh, everywhere i feel like this is an issue and like in aew i'm getting that feeling of like it's the the usual suspects at the top again you know Mm -hmm. what i mean regardless of who you think if it's the elite if it's mjf it's any of these pillars I'm kind of at that space where I'm like, okay, I need, I was watching that match and I was saying to my buddy, I was like, he's a trios champion right now, Malachi and Brody, whoever ends up being the star of that group. But I'm like, I would like to see him in or around that picture. I want to see Swerve in or around that picture, even if it's just for a program. And another one is like Adam Cole, a usual suspect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I'm just trying, I want to see some of these different guys and maybe with Collision coming it, it'll present new opportunities for guys to get over, right? Like if a powerhouse Hobbs could be in a picture mm-hmm. soon, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. So like, I'm hopeful for that, but I'm, I'm, Miro. I feel like <laughs> Miro even. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful for Andrade because like, right. I think you need to, I feel like AW now is like, all right, now we're four plus years in, we're getting to that point where it's like, okay, we know who your guys are. We know who are the pillars. We know who established this company. Now it's sort of like, who are going to be these new interesting? Because like all the champions in AEW, we could see it. We saw them coming. Uh, give me, I want Malachi to kick MJF's fucking head off. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, and like that pull the trigger soon. You're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Just like give me something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we because we seen. we were we were inching towards maybe a Wardlow being you know mm-hmm. the next guy up. But um, now we have the pillars, which you can argue whether or not they're going to stay in that main event yeah. scene. I doubt it. But I remember. Back in, you know, back in the day or, you know, especially in my younger years, like you would have guys that go through the ranks. You had yeah. your Mr. Yeah, Perfects, yeah. you had your Bret Hart's, so on and so forth. Um, right now, 
Orange Cassidy is the international champion. Malachi is yeah. the trios champion. Go down the list of guys that swerve, you know, maybe Ricky Starks. We're yeah, fans yeah. of him. Ricky Starks, another like, one, yeah. I'm with you. Like, one of these guys soon has to go to that next level. And not just yeah, Adam Cole, because exactly. he was a main eventer in NXT. Yeah, yeah, We're talking yeah, about yeah. on this turf, one yeah. guy's got to go up, right? And 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 I, I mean, you you got the pick right. It should be Malachi or maybe Brody, Brody uh, King. But I'm also looking out, you know, at some of these guys that maybe, I don't know, man. I, do you feel like some of these tag teams could potentially split up? And like, would you ever see a situation where I don't know, like, because uh, Penta, you know, he was big in in Lucha Underground. Like, could he split and or even Ray Phoenix? Like, could he mm-hmm. split and become a sing a solo act like the old school tag teams used to split yeah. up? Or do you think yeah. it's just tag teams for life? They're you know, I think there's some teams, uh, Penta and Ray, I think they're both capable, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know if they, I think they're, you know, they're so dynamic as a team, you know, and they have such rich history. I think they're, I think of them as tag team for life and it's not to hold them back enough. Cause I love both of those. Oh, they are brothers like, too. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. And exactly. And it's like, and it's not to like say that they can't do it on their own. Cause if you said tomorrow, Hey, Penta's in a program now and it's going to lead to him in a feud with MJF. I don't know. I'd probably be into it just because I like Penta so much. You know what I'm saying? But there are teams, you know, and like I think the House of Black is the big obvious one, like my favorite crew. And I'm like, damn. But like at some point, they got to go solo. You know what I mean? Somebody at least. Or win the title know. while you're part of the trio. Oh, or, or not even. Or, or, or fight for that. the title. You know, I mean, just be. Yeah, exactly. Take on a it's solo in, a, feud in, the, in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, so like, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's probably plenty of teams if I really looked at the team matchups and say like, yeah, these, this guy. There's always somebody we know it. There's always the Shawn Michaels and there's always exactly, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that happens, unfortunately. And um, so I'm sure there's teams, but I do like that they don't just break teams up for no reason. We're like in WWE, that seems to be like a trend. Like, oh, you're a team now. Oh, you're broken up for no reason other than maybe right. we want we like one guy more. Oftentimes it's not even that. Hey, we were even talking about Dax at one point. Like I me and Duke were believing. Yeah, that he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's takes, another good one. Yeah, yeah. That's you true. Know? And I, and I think he did, you know, I don't know if that, mo- I don't know if that was a moment in time mm-hmm. and that's passed with Dex, but. Hey, maybe he wins the Owen Hart tournament this year. Maybe he comes, that? Maybe, maybe he wins the Owen Hart tournament this year. Dax. Yeah, I don't know. That would be crazy. And that might be, be cool because, you know, he's, he, hopefully he's back in it. Um, yeah. I want to I get into the next match um, and it's going to be a twofer, you know, because this is a match that ends and then goes right into another match. This is Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. And this is our first of two TBS championship matches because Damn. we didn't know we were getting two. We no, thought we were getting one. I'm going to go right now. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to rate them both as a segment, I guess we'll call it. So yeah, I won't yeah, just like, separate them. But um, I'm going to say I was hard on Taya Valkyrie and Jade recently. This was much better work than they had. And I think it was because I don't know. I don't know anything. But Taya Valkyrie seemed a little like kind of like irked that she was like trying to teach this girl a lesson. Maybe she was like, why am I here, bro? Like, why am I here to take this L? Spoiler alert. Jade did defeat Taya Valkyrie in eight minutes and 50 seconds. But Valkyrie was being very aggressive with her, gave her a nasty curb stomp. Jade was on the cusp. But um, what'd you get out of this uh, first part of this? Well, I'm I'm glad you said that because I was a roasting tie of Valkyrie, like on the drive, talking about the pay-per-view, like, you know, to Vegas, just being like, tie of Valkyrie sucks, dude. Like, I don't get it. You know, and like a lot of people on the internet 
who are just sick of Jade. You know, there's always those fans who just like whoever it is, they want Jade to lose. And like people are acting and pretending that Ty Valkyrie was so good. I was like, people are acting like she's good. She sucks. I was roasting her hard, dude. And like this matchup, I was team Jade throughout, you know, from the entrance on, I was all team Jade, had no love for Taya, but she shut me up during the match because I was like, she's doing good in there. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. she's actually working. My thing with Taya Valkyrie, I've always felt like her matches feel like she's like, she's like stuck in the mud. It's like slow motion. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if it was because like she was, she's not in the shape she once was or whatever the case, she's getting older. I don't know. Right. I just didn't know what it was, but I'm just like, I think she's brutal. You know what I mean? Like I watched her on rampage and I was like, this is brutal. I was like, this mm -hmm. is not good. And I was like, the idea that she's the girl that beats Jade was like so outlandish to me, but she was doing moves. She had that. What did she hit her with? Like Jade was like in the ropes or whatever. And she like, she's like slid through and like slammed her back. It was just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was like a German or something like that. It was something interesting that she did. The curb stomp was brutal. She had that near fall when she hit the jaded or whatever Taya calls it. Um, you know, I, I was impressed with uh, Taya mm -hmm. in the match and Jade as well. And I don't know if that's Jade's best match. You know what I mean? Like that's it how, is. That, it yeah, is. that's how good in I thought opinion. it was. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, man. Did they just and I did not think that I thought it was going to be the shits. I was and like, this just goes goes to show like the, we're we're gonna get like we're watching it and we're probably both thinking the same thing like this is gonna be brutal. And yeah. then I'm watching and I'm like, oh that's not bad. Oh she's yeah. being real aggressive tonight. Oh yeah. she's being physical. Oh she's yeah, yeah, trying. Yeah. Oh yeah, damn yeah. she's like pretty darn yeah. good here. Yeah yeah yeah. Cool. Almost cool made me the, think she was gonna win for half a second. Too. You know what I mean? And I I thought it was a no chance. I was like no way. And then I was like oh. And here she is, you know. So I well, want to show Taya Valkyrie because, um, yeah. yeah, me too. And this works out because now we have Taya Valkyrie, who okay, maybe you do earn your spot here. Hopefully, she keeps this intensity up. Maybe somebody yeah. got talking to her, one of those legends in the back, can't mm -hmm. say, "Hey, look, we got you here for a reason. Bring it." And she did bring it, but it, she came up short. And um, you know, Mark Smart Mark Sterling gets in the ring, and he basically <laughs> says that there's nobody left. You know, whoever wherever whenever next person come out and we got chris statlander who yeah. returned your big team stat oh yeah um she looks great i mean she's got what it takes she we does. talk about rhea ripley bianca belair in that form physical mm -hmm. bigger athletic mm -hmm. women who who like have the whole package um she kind of came from that best friends group. It was a little silly before, but she looks yeah, like she's yeah. taking on a more serious uh, look here. Mm -hmm. Chris Statlander comes in and ends the streak, bro. It's over. Kills her. Yep. She beats I see. Jade right away. Dude, that crowd went crazy. How did it come off on TV? Crazy. Okay, good. Because crazy. that crowd went crazy, you know? And, like, all these people are saying, like, Dude, I unfollowed a page on Instagram because the guy was saying he's he like no reaction for a girl who's never done anything. And I was like, dude, yeah, I was like, you're not you're lying. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're lying to yourself. And then and everybody in the comments agreeing. So I was like, I can't why I can't follow this page. I was like, this is this is silliness. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, because I was like, it was a good pop for that return. And we've always, you know, we've even talked about it on the start. We we everybody, it was no shock that everybody thought. Chris Statlander's the girl to to beat Jade, right? You like, said that. You said I, that she will eventually come out and challenge yeah. her, and it'll be this big face off. Yeah. Um. But my my thing, real quick, I'll let you finish. Mm -hmm. Is that um, 
you know, your page you want to follow or whatever, I think you have to not be a diehard, but you just got to follow this. this yeah, you just got to yeah, know exactly. that yeah, this is not exactly. a this is not a nobody. This this yeah. is this has been brewing, right? This um, has been brewing. She doesn't time. blow her knee out. Maybe that happens when Jade is fifty and zero versus sixty and zero. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But exactly. things didn't work out. And like, and I also see them saying like a criticism is like they blew it. They blew it instead of like building this to like a big payoff or whatever. But I'm like, <sighs> I hear you, but you don't crush Jade either. You know what I mean? Like Chris has her big moment. Jade just had 60 and 0 impressive moment, her best match. Then she, you know, drops the title. This is her second match. And they're saying like Chris Statlander, there's excuses for that. There's like two ways to look at it. Well, Chris Statlander now. You know, she has a cheap win because she beat a girl who just had the hardest match of her career. It's a weird you know? booking for a baby. Yeah. But then again, you're like saying you said you take on anybody. And yeah, exactly. Right? So you here I am. So I'm back. The challenge. Yeah, it's I, I think it's good because I think it immediately throws Chris back into like that, you know, main event world, you know, picture for like the women's division. You know, she like toward the top of it. Um, She gets to have a title and defend it. And she's deserving like people who know, know. You know what I mean? Like she was, she was good. She worked hard. She blew an ACL. She came back. She looked a million bucks, and then she blew another one. You know what I mean? And like, and that sucks. That's unfortunate. But like, she's back now. She gets the title. Jade doesn't come off as weak. Like some girl just beat her. You know what I mean? Because well, hold up, real match. quick. I, I I'm not gonna say she's weak, but I want to say this because I'm okay. I'm I'm like I'm talking about the moment, and I'm talking yeah. I'm kind of running through it. But I don't agree with it at all. Like me, okay. I don't like it. Because Jade, to me, that is her thing, right? Now, prove me wrong, Jade. Like, Chase, maybe you're a babyface mm -hmm. eventually. I don't know where they're going to go with Jade. But I look at it. Of course, the Goldberg comparison comes to mind. When you yeah. end the streak, where do you go from there? This Jade thing is, sure, it's become redundant. But, like, that's her, the mystique of Jade. We recently pulled up, I think it was, like, the all-time winningest records in pro wrestling. There's, like, some really ridiculous names out there, like some Luthez, and then, like, mm -hmm. Jade is, like, third or fourth as far as, like, her winning record. Win and it's, percentage. like, yeah, yeah, win percentage. It's all, you know, it's, it's yeah. stats. But um, I'm, like, this was her thing, man. This was Jade's thing. I know all good things have to come to an end. But I'm just wondering, could we have gotten to 100 and 0? Could we have done a Roman-type thing here where we just yeah. keep Jade going? Because you always say, like, our Jade's still green. She's still running. She's still learning. She's still. I wonder, um, does Jade keep learning on the job and just, like, continue this career for another five years and get better and have more reigns? Or is Jade, like, kind of like a, a flash in the pan? Like, after this streak, yeah. will she kind of fade away and kind of go bye-bye in two years but or something? Here's why, where I think Jade will prevail. Because we've always said it. Something about her is... There's like charisma, you know, there's star power behind Jade. And I, why I do agree with this is because it, to me, it doesn't make her look weak, right? She took Taya's finish, you know what I mean? And almost got pinned. And if Taya would have won that right then, a lot of people would have said that was the right move. So then she comes out. So then Chris Statlander comes out and hits her with her finish as well. So like now it just, it goes like, listen, no one's invincible, right? So now Jade. Unless I you're Cody. Cody Rose is invincible. Yeah, exactly. It's good. So like Jade. No, but I was going to say, like, but it doesn't mean that she looks bad or, mm -hmm. or like it makes her look weak. It's just the yeah, overall result that that one do, loss. Like, yeah, exactly. Like we got now one that she loss. doesn't have that mystique. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But my thing is this. The best way to like forget about something is just to move past it, right? And like with Goldberg, mm -hmm. 
we could they let that streak go so long that it became he couldn't do anything else right where with jade it's like i think you you got it at a point where it's like listen she was crushing everybody she ran into a couple people back to back that were like closer to her level now she can move on to the world title picture and she'll keep getting better because yeah. she'll be dealing with the higher level girls right the girls who could actually teach her something in the ring versus like girls she's just squashing every week right so then she'll start being in programs that are more significant and then we'll really see the level of jade you know what i mean like is she able to stand there toe to toe when she's being going against um tony khan in the post fight press conference mentioned to uh, tony storm about jade cargo and tony and tony cargo was and tony storm was like so basically it was like i'd fight her you know what i mean she's like give me who I, you know what i mean and but that's I, what i was wondering bro like would have jade have benefited from maybe look what i wanted in my fantasy brain was one day mm-hmm. 75 and 0 jade is staring across from Britt baker yeah yeah and like i wanted that i wanted that yeah. match that's not happening now right not yeah. in that kind of way um would it have helped though for her to like maybe defeat a brit defeat mm-hmm. a tony storm defeat a ruby under that tbs you know mm-hmm. championship reign now i guess um we're not gonna get that like it's gonna have to be what you're saying maybe in that other title yeah. picture like I, I, way. I think it's i think it's smart because my fear with jade was it, we're coming from the same place but different ways of looking at it because my fear with the streak was about whenever she does lose it is she screwed you know if you mm-hmm. go too long where I think like, okay, you got it in a way you got the belt in a way off of her. Like, remember when Goldberg lost the belt, dude, he got had to get tasered and then Jack, not, you know what I mean? It was so like goofy. And like, I don't think you could overcome all of that, but if you overcome, like, you know, let's say Goldberg got jackknife power bombed and kicked out and just defended. And then he issued a challenge and sting came out and be, you know, you wouldn't look at him like, wow, what a weak ass moment. You know what I mean? Like where the way he lost, it was so goofy and all that. You couldn't get over it. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. seems silly. And he could never get that mystique back. Cause they men- ended it in a goofy. So you think way. the way they booked it can still salvage Jade. Yeah, whereas exactly. I'm focused only on that. You're, you're focused on the record. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're focused on the record and now she's not the, Oh, is gone. You know, and there's a mm-hmm. one next to it or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, like the Undertaker streak ending. Yeah, you know? like the Undertaker streak. And I don't one. think it's that significant, right? Because right, right, right. Of course not. For, of the sixty and no, I mean, this also applied to Goldberg, but at least Goldberg, he Goldberg went to the world title. You know what I mean? And like, and I think if Jade is undefeated at the world title, you're like running that risk of people going like, dude, stop this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, you know, she's just never gonna lose. She's the world champion now. She hasn't lost. You know what I mean? Or she finally stepped up to the world champion and she did lose. Having that little, a little uh, chink in the armor, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. the idea that she can be beat grounds her a little bit. And then it like, it, it's, it gives you the ability to really elevate her when she does pin Tony Storm or she does. She a, pin, is she a baby you know, face? Jade? No, yeah. I think like she can soon? be. I think, yeah. I think she can be, but like, I wouldn't do it soon. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't yeah. do it quick. I hear the word on the street is like not to go all dirt cheap, you know, who knows, but I heard the word on the street is that she she might need some time off, Jade. And then like when she comes back, it'll be a totally different thing. So I'm willing to see what that's like. You know what I mean? Like I'm okay. not because I think Jade is a star, you know, and I think she'll get better. And I think she needs to work with better girls. She can't be wrestling sky blue and right types and get better. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like I I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. Listen, the loss was shocking. It's very divisive. You know, people think it was bad booking. Some people think it was the best thing they could have done for her. I lean in, I lean toward, I think it's good for her. You know, I think 
she gets better from it. And then she's able to be with real people, not the Ty of Valkyries of the world. Although Ty Valkyrie pulled out a great match from her. That's very true. Um, I think it created something I always talk about is a moment on this yeah. pay-per-view at this, up to this point, we were lacking. Yeah. This got the crowd back right back into it. If there was any doubt. And I think this certainly got, it left some jaws open for me, you know, and um, yeah. I rated this whole overall segment 5.5 out of 10. Nice. I think, I think it was way better than I thought. And I think, switch was shocking and i'm I'm curious it, it creates drama intrigue statlander you know now the ball's in her court props mm-hmm. to her she's gotten back back in healthy shape um what do you think what's your rating on this match i give the whole thing the whole ordeal a three stars out of five so i'm close it would be like a six on your scale so we're 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 not yeah we're, we're we're sitting here yeah we're, we're rating things on a scale two different scales but they're they're similar um I think um, I'm curious, man. If you're right about Jay taking time off, let's see what happens. Um, that was one of many title matches, and we're going to go into the next one, which was AEW World Championship four way four pillars. Um, oh, real quick before we get out of there on the Jay thing, I want to ask you: try not to rant too long on this one, but there are people that I saw, even our resident Zern, that was saying uh, this decision to end Jade's title reign is a direct. <laughs> A direct copy of Bianca's reign Bianca. ending the night before. What yeah, do I don't think so. Yeah, I disagree. I have seen people highlight that. I haven't seen anybody say it was a copy, but I have I have seen people mention that, like, man, you know, the two African-American female champion, dominant champions. Dominant lost. champions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost in the same weekend. On it. And I don't think so, dude. I think the Bianca one was out of necessity because – it's an awkward spot where like the crowd is kind of turning on her. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, listen, she's your top girl. You gotta, you gotta figure exactly. that out. Yeah. You gotta figure that out and not let that go away where Jade, I think has been, you know, she's been for her level, you know, we gotta, we gotta adjust the levels, right. When we're talking Bianca, where she stands in the wrestling business and where Jade stands, I think Jade has been working real hard for like a girl who's green and has never really done this type of thing. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, all right, where do we so to enter the next phase of her story and evolution? She needs something. So, like, I don't think it's a copycat. I think it just it just worked out that way. I think they booked the yeah. show the night before. You know what I'm saying? And I think if it was reverse, people would probably be saying the other thing. If, if dynamite, I mean, if a double or nothing was on Saturday, people would probably say that WWE yeah. copied them. I think neither has to do with the other. Um, it just well, it was like a bad it was a bad weekend for female champions. If you're Bianca yeah, Belair, Jamie exactly. Hader, Jade Cargo, yeah, you know what I mean. Female it's champions like a, had a rough weekend. Yep. Yeah, so know, took took some else, but I do yeah, want to so get back to that. I don't think there. Yeah, I don't think there's any kind of comparison. I think it's coincidence in a world where like a lot of stuff is copycat. I think that happened to be coincidental. Okay, fair. Uh, world title on the line. AEW World Championship. MJF is your champion. Jungle Boy Jack, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. This is the four pillars. This build, we touched on at the top of the show in the beginning. It's been a lot of promos, discussing, introducing, highlighting why these four men are sort of tied at the hip, why they complement each other, how they're alike, how they're different, how they have a mutual respect, how they also kind of don't like each other. Um, I feel like there's been very interesting psychology, callbacks, um, 
during this build and in, especially during this match. I thought, you know, it felt big to me. I think, look, these guys are young, but I'm actually a fan of all these guys. Like yeah. MJF probably the least, but I still like, you know, I still respect him. Um, but I'm a fan of these guys. Like I'm, a, I'm the way I look at this is these guys have been on the IC title level. Like, like I talked about earlier, these guys are looking to go up to that next level. They're not mainstays at the top. Who's going to emerge? Let's see what you got. And I believe that all four of them had shine in this, in this match. But I, I, I think, you know, we'll get to it, but one really did look like he belonged that maybe people didn't think belonged. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm curious to know what you think, because because this this match came off very well on TV. This match um, delivered to me because I was like sort of high on uh, high, high, high hopes for it. Before the match, Sammy Guevara comes out, Ty Mello, they announced they're having a baby. Mm-hmm. Hit the cue cards. Yeah. Darby Allen. Sick ass little vignette, Vegas style, fake Elvis. He beat the shit. He he beat the shit out of an MJF imposter at, at the chapel. Yeah. yeah. He wrote out in a in his in his Elvis one piece. Yeah. Okay. Um. Look, I like that stuff. I think Darby Allen, one of a kind, one of one, and Jungle Boy Jack probably as much as I like him felt like the weakest link in this four way. Didn't get a special entrance. Uh, exactly. He didn't, didn't even get, get a special edge. He just had a normal ass entrance, you know. Normal um, ass entrance. MJF comes out on the throne, so mm-hmm. you know they had a little bit of a um, orchestra mm-hmm. music before his theme again. But that stage, the stage was set. The four pillars. Um, I'm going to ask you: A, who were you rooting for? B, how did this match come off live? So it came off live. It came off great. You know, okay. I'll start with that one. It came off great. Crowd was super into it. I got into it. Um, in my opinion, match of the night, mm-hmm. personally. And mm-hmm. I liked I liked both of these final two matches a lot. But mm-hmm. match of the night for me. Um, who was I cheering for? I guess I'm cheering for MGF, right? Reluctantly, but the mark in me had so you know you know how we fantasy book and we work ourselves up over stuff that'll never happen well that's what i was doing (laughs) because i had fantasy booked in my head that one of these other guys beats mjf as sort of like a transitional champion type of thing (laughs) and and, uh listen just hear me out and cm punk returned and put that kid to sleep and then he took the title and then reignited that feud that we had last year of MGF and him, except MGF, MGF will get more love because these AW hardcores are going to be booing punk mm. so that there's some sympathy for MGF. So then that story becomes like an MGF or CM Punk, but he's actually getting some sympathy where punk won't. And I just thought that would have been mega. Right. But especially was, if he pinned one Darby Allen, yeah, who could have won yeah, the title. Exactly. Punk right? Darby would have been you know, tough. Punk or jungle boy is who I was thinking in that spot. Like who or Darby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Darby, sorry. Um, Darby or Jungle Boy. So um, so that's that was the fantasy booking in my head that I was, like, hoping for. That's why I wanted some one of these other guys. But I will say, as the match was going on, I found myself cheering for MJF. And because I just was liking what he was doing, his, like, the work he was doing. Like, obviously, he could wrestle. He, there, you know, you got to hit a point with MJF at some point. Like, at some time, you have to accept that, like, he has good matches almost every time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's starting, mm-hmm. he's getting into that phase where it's like once he had a bad match, you know, it's hard, it's hard to 
pinpoint, right? So like mm-hmm. he's having good matches. And like he I know he says it, but like that Iron Man match is one of the best Iron Man matches ever. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. four-way, I think a lot of people are calling it one of the better four-ways ever. You know what I mean? Because they all had that chemistry. The it, dog you know, collar match. The dog collar match, that feud was the best feud maybe AEW's ever had, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, at some point, you got to start giving him his flowers for matches. But then in the build to it, I I felt like it was a top guy and then three other guys, right? right. Like, the whole build. You know, he felt a level above these guys maybe a couple levels above a couple of them. You know what I mean? So, you know, all these things taken, you know, into consideration. And then I'm watching the match and I was impressed by him. You know what I mean? So much so that like when, as we like started to reach the conclusion, like I was cheering for him, you know what I mean? Which I would not have thought necessarily mm-hmm. going into the match, you know, but, um, so yeah, you weren't I, really, um, you weren't looking for one of these guys to take the next step and sort of like, no hot potato the title so to speak like you wanted that to sort of keep the the title on mjf to sustain some i guess credibility Mm -hmm. quote unquote until punk or whoever it may be exactly whatever whatever direction we go with next you know like Mm -hmm. we'll see you weren't cheering for the shock value of any of these guys winning okay no Uh, only for the fact that i was hoping punk would then you know destroy Mm. Uh, that's the only thing let me ask you this then let me ask you this then because um i said it that I felt like some of these guys really proved that they belong. I was like, sort of, I think Darby on to me, I think Darby mm-hmm. on's a star, a star. I think yeah. he's look size wise. He's a guy, I, you know, I could probably pick apart, but I think yeah. it, his personality, his persona exceeds his st- his size. I think he's got the it factor and I think he could be a world champion, but I was talking more about Sammy Guevara. Like, interesting. I think he was like super good in this match. I think he was, Look, I'm not saying he's ever going to be in a main event, main event again on a pay per view. I, I'm gonna doubt it because I yeah. just give him a couple years, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he gets a little bit more, you know, grown up and mature. But this match, I think he was. Look, he's always spot happy, but everything looks so good. Everything mm-hmm. was on point. I think he really kind of tied the match together because without him, look, at least on TV, it seemed like the crowd was kind of low key behind Sammy at moments. You know, he got a lot of sympathy. It's funny because. We were talking about it like uh because I, I i'm a sammy hater right so like i was still hating on him listen i agree with you i thought he was very good in the match but i thought they all were good in the match you know what i mean like you know yeah. i i didn't i can't honestly say that sammy stood out to me like he stood out to you because i thought mm. they were all i thought they all took did their part but i do do have a memory of thinking like a couple times like damn sammy just he does not hesitate like he'll just go up and hit the move and he lands it every time you know what i mean like he does mm-hmm. you know so I will say I did think Sammy was good, but talking about like the sympathy or the 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 cheering he was getting, it was funny because they were booing him in his entrance. They booed mm-hmm. him, and then he pulled out the cards and said we're pregnant, and then everybody started cheering him. And like it was just one of those. They things. had a heart, all these fans. Yeah, yeah, and it was just one of those things. It's like, and I get it. It's a nice moment. It's a you know, good for him. You're gonna be. I dead. thought it was a work, bro, because I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I said, Sharon, I'm like, look, this is part yeah. of the story. He's gonna lay down at the end to get the money. Yeah. But then they brought that up in the middle of the match. MJF actually brought the mic out and he's like, look, Sammy, one more chance. So I guess yeah. it's a shoot. They're pregnant. Yeah, yeah it's but... a shoot. Yeah. But my thing with that, my whole, and I was still not cheering for Sammy, still being a hater. And it was because, listen, I know lots of motherfuckers that I don't like that have kids. You know what I mean? Right, so it's exactly. sort of like, I don't suddenly start cheering for them. You know what I mean? Like, that's just where I was coming from. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all right, congrats, you know, you guys. 
And it did help though, but I do think the sympathy of the crowd, because I, I, it changed from that moment on, they didn't quite hate his guts anymore. And then within the match, you know, they were all being buddy buddy. So it was kind of like, um, but you know what I thought also helped? Like, I know the sympathy shit was in effect, but I was saying, I was saying that, look, people don't like Sammy because he's obnoxious or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the pairing with Ty Mello. I think genuinely though, I think his work got him over too last night. Like in a way where I'm not saying he's going to come out and get this big mm -hmm. reception on dynamite. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I think I think fans they've seen it a million times all his spots. But like to keep up with these with these guys, I think it, I think it said something for Sammy. Like I don't know. I know people don't like him, but yeah. I, I thought he was good in that match. Really good. Listen, it's definitely going to be interesting what happens because you're not wrong. Like the crowd was more behind him in that match than they had been in a very long time. Will that? sustain you know once he's back on tv and he cuts another promo or will it be instantly like okay dude you know what i mean we get it we get why we didn't let like me ask it. you though on it on, on the weeks leading in how, how did you feel about all their promos i um i kind of hinted at it when i said mjf felt like a level above i felt like sammy is what he is right he like it feels like he's doing the right thing when he cuts a promo but it just doesn't work for me like you don't think he's gotten better at all um maybe like yeah more honest right? sort of yeah like, yeah yeah uh, like maybe yeah he has gotten better but i still don't think it's good enough and then whereas jungle boy like i think jungle boy has gotten better as well but not mm -hmm. good enough you know what i mean right. like to jungle be in boy that definitely kind of, not good enough yeah mm -hmm. to be in that kind of position where you're talking a lot i thought the talking a lot was interesting but i think it showed too much weakness in like their overall development you know what i mean because like i didn't think sammy was that much better i think jungle boy while he was better not good enough and then darby the interesting with darby i almost felt like he came off unlikable at times you know what i mean like with some of the stuff he said i was just like he just said and like how he acted remember when he got like yeah. the pass and he started celebrating like a goofball like that when he got weird. the buy and it was like are you like a little heel or like are you a little jerk off you know like i don't i didn't know you know what i'm saying so like but he also had that moment where he was he kind of cut that raw promo about like for sure his, you know so I mean? he had moments i think yeah. he kind of probably hit like maybe three out of four of those promos or yeah. two out of four. But the yeah. other guys and were kind of like I just like you know. all of them as in total i was never like blown away and then mjf would come in and kind of like embarrass them right and i, I just mm -hmm. felt like he's too, he, he he was too advanced for that kind of program for me like uh, we're, we're heavy talkers in this one four dudes and we're all gonna cut it we're all gonna cut our promos and it just felt like well one guy is clearly well far beyond you guys you know and it just sure. so that's what i think hurt them in that kind of a build but i like the build overall because i like the pillars thing i like the you know the guys who started the company you know what i mean like finally getting this showcase matchup you know so like i like it but like i think it it made the weaknesses uh the more glaring in the eyes of a lot of people and um and it, and it made it hard to think of them actually beating the champion, you know? Well, that's so, what I was going to mention to you is yeah. like, despite their promos and all the stuff that they did to try to convince us, this is going to be a competition. We all knew MJF was going to retain here. Yeah. I, deep down, this was not a question. And yeah. throughout the match, um, we won't get into the spots except for one where they all paid homage to their yeah. mentors. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. You had Darby yeah. hitting the Scorpion death drop. You had, I mean, geez, I think at one point Sammy had the walls of Jericho. Yeah, then the Scorpion Deathlock. And then the Scorpion Deathlock. Eventually MJF hitting the crossroads and then mentioning yeah, Cody yeah. Rhodes on the on yeah, the show. Yeah. It was cool. It, that was a cool moment. But in the end, MJF placing the, the world title. I believe it was on Jungle Boy Jack as uh, Darby was going to deliver a coffin drop. 
Darby, you know, he basically dives right into the, to the title belt without realizing it. MJF headlock takeover gets the final word, gets the final F you. He's still your champion. I rated this an 8.1. I loved it. I loved it. I'm a fan of these guys too. That always helps. Like I'm a fan of these guys. Yeah. I was into it, man. And I really liked all their effort. I think they were all out there to prove something and Easter egg. You might've heard this MJF supposedly booked this whole feud. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I did. I did hear. I did hear. I did read that before this event. I don't know about like the matchup, but like before like the, this pay-per-view. Yeah. I heard that like he was the main, you know, driving force of the whole program. So, Hey, that's something, you know what I mean? And like, and that's leadership mm-hmm. and a guy mm-hmm. who I questioned the leadership of, right? Like I know he's out for himself and I know he got himself in a good spot, but, in t- and you know, he's very tricky cause he's always in character. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like, it's hard to see where the character douche stops and like how much of it is a shoot, you know, things like that. But I did hear that and like, Hey, that's something. And he's a young dude. You know, mm-hmm. these guys, these guys have barring injury or anything crazy like that. They have a solid 10 years of high level stuff, like high mm-hmm. level stuff left in them. And then after that, we'll see. Right. So it's sort of like, you know, that shows character in a way that you need, especially in a young company, especially when you're given the ball to be the guy, you know, what yeah. I mean? so little, you know, kudos to him for that. But, um, what you rate you this? Know, my rating similar to yours i gave it 4.25 out of five so that equates to like something like an 8.5 on my scale on your scale man oh man yeah what what a like mjf you said it the iron man match dog collar now we got a four-way he delivers in the ring um there was a couple more moments in this match that i think um need to be mentioned one you know in passing you don't have to harp on it eddie Sammy Guevara, the Eddie Guerrero, the old Eddie Guerrero, add him to the list. Another guy yeah, doing the frog another splash. Another guy doing it. Also, I, I do want to say, though, mm-hmm. just shows, like, when he, I had Eddie on my GOAT list, you know what I mean? Like, greatest of all another time. Another guy. And, like, a point that I, I wish I made on the show about that was just, like, I don't know that there's a, uh, like, a, 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 a wrestler of Hispanic descent that has had such an impact culturally on the people and all that, like, it's, which is why you go at Rey Mysterio's an argument there because like he's like a household name now but nobody's trying to be Rey Mysterio right so like I just wanted to point that out about Eddie Guerrero yeah I wish I said on the last paper well you did say cultural impact was 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 um part of your yeah your criteria so no the Eddie G love continues from all the current wrestlers also MJF whipping out the the blonde bombshell the the Chris Candido top rope power Mm -hmm. bomb which Mm -hmm. very fitting dark side of the ring debut tomorrow night premiere episode that's cool. Chris Candido and Sonny, Tammy Sitch. But um, I thought that was cool. And I was realizing, damn, MJF kind of reminds me of Candido a little bit in general. Like some of his. Yeah, uh, yeah movements the movements. Like yeah, exactly. The movements like, in their matches. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, I never thought yeah. of it, but like now that you say it, and it's like, yeah, I can kind of see it. And like his like kind of like swollenness. Like he got himself yes. a little more swole and it kind of gets that look because he's a short guy who's kind of jacked. Yeah, totally. The, the, yeah, they look of it at all. But uh, you, you, so you had eight point. 8.25 out of uh 4.25 yeah, out of 4. 5 yes yeah, yeah, sorry yes yes and i was a uh, 8.1 um really good world title match really good direction to take it look it doesn't always have to be like you said the usual suspects yeah sure mjf could have fought hangman adam page mm-hmm. and got the win 
Ellery could have defeated Adam Cole one-on-one yeah. and it would have been like, all right, that was fine. This is different. They took a little sidestep. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all these guys um, like efforts. And I think they all, to me, they went up a notch. So yeah, for me, I see title level. They went up a notch to uh, maybe semi main eventers. I liked it. Uh, hey man. Get- and like, and, yeah. and props to Tony Khan. Cause he said day one, those are his pillars. You know exactly. what I mean? And like easily in four or five years, a guy can fade away, you know what I mean? And not be the truth. You know what I'm saying? And those guys have been be the, the truth as far as this company is concerned. So, you know. Well, how many times do wrestling companies say something and then like a year later, not even, they they literally like mm-hmm. completely wash out their own sort of um, structure or promise, yeah. like a brand split, for instance. WWE will do yeah. a brand split before you. Like he stuck to it. And that's, um, hey man, that's, that's got that's got balls. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people have been throwing Sammy off the bus, saying yeah. Jungle Boy ain't gonna never get it. You know, um, yeah. Darby's taking some losses over the years that you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I, but he's still to me just as strong. So you're right, it's props, and I'm I'm glad that he's um staying the course with those four. Let's talk about the Anarchy in the Arena. It's a main event. It was um the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Hangman Adam Page. I just mentioned him. He's with the elite, officially a hole again. We got the young bucks out there. Yuta, some would say the weak link. We'll talk about it at the at the end if that's true or not. But uh, it's, it's Yuta, Claudio, Brian, and and Moxley. Look, we were there last year. I'm not gonna say that I started to play the music through the whole match thing, but I said they should play the music <laughs> through the whole match. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how that happened, but um, I manifested that. Yeah. Now they're doing it live. They had the band there. And how'd cool. this come across playing the music live again? Tell me a little bit about the chaos and the anarchy in the arena. Cause you were in the arena. I was in the arena. So like, I will need guidance on like every spot. Cause you know, it's hard to watch, right? Like they're oh, fighting yeah. in the crowd. They're fighting outside. They're fighting backstage. They're fighting. You know what I mean? Like they're doing all this crazy stuff. So like, I can only see so much, you know? And like, but it was madness from, you know, the go. Those guys didn't even make it to the ring and they were right. They were fighting in the crowd. The elite ran into the crowd. The band playing the music. So like last year it was cool because they just kept re- like replaying the song and it was funny and it, you know, it became funny and you're just like, "Oh man, but this is kind of cool." You know what I mean? Until Jericho cuts the music. And like with the band, it was like, "Well, you can't cut this music this time." You know? So like it was cool like they had this band playing and there's all this madness. It was a cool like experience, you know. Um until the Bucks ended that performance. Yeah, exactly. And then the Bucks kicked his face off. And you're like, ah, oh, there we go again. Like haters. But did you but, see uh, the mask that that guy had on? Or were you confused? I wasn't like, confused. I could tell he had a mask on, but like I was sitting like across from like the stage. So it was like further away. So I got into I see people online were like, what the hell was that mask? Because he had like black. Apparently he wears that mask though, like he's worn it before. You know what oh, I mean? Like, sick. Okay. Like, at, at shows. So like I don't know anything about them, the band or whatever. But I did. I did think it was cool to see them like playing the music, and I was happy that they kept playing because I was like, "Oh, that's funny. That's what they did last year." You know what I mean? And, and it makes it cool because it's like a fight, and it's just like a raucous atmosphere. The crowd's going crazy. There's a band playing rock music, essentially. You know, it just oh, it was fun. Chaos, and but dude, yeah, like, let me talk to you about nice. it because yeah, you were in the arena, but on TV, yeah. obviously they had a better uh, chance to cut back and forth and whatnot, and. Uh, Excalibur w- was just like and Tony, Shivani, Taz. They were just like, this is fun. Like this yeah. is like we're 
we're at a like a bar and a bar fight just broke out <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like so it was chaotic and we felt the energy. But um man, man, keeping track of all of it is is gonna be impossible. At one point, I think it was Matt Jackson ended up out in the concourse, yeah, in the, yeah. with Claudio, and they were getting—he mm-hmm. was getting swung around there. They were fighting out yeah, there. Yeah, that was pretty. I thought um, of going up because I could see where they were at, like I could see through like the section that they were out, and I was like, dude, I was like, should I run up, you know, to try to get like in the shot or whatever? But I was like, there's too much happening like here, so I just stayed in my like area, you know, because I was just I was wow. like, there's too much to miss. I didn't want to miss stuff trying to run through, but yeah, I saw where yeah. they were at. So here's where. um Look, this match was wild. It was chaos. It was anarchy. This was expected. So I don't want to get into my like criticisms of like excess and how much of this mm-hmm. do we need and all that. Because this is a war and it, it does warrant, I guess, this brawl, this this anarchy in the arena. Um, and they did a good job of bringing it back to the ring more so than last year, I think. And keeping yeah, definitely. Definitely. That some of the good. match in, in the ring. Right. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the like craziest spots, though, because there was so many. It's got to be. Right off the top of my head, you get Matt Jackson's exploding super kick. Oh, yeah. To Moxley. Insane. Then yeah. you have to also include Matt Jackson getting his shoe ripped off and throwing his oh, my God, in the barefoot into the thumbtacks. God almighty. And then you get into Matt Jackson getting a mouthful of thumbtacks and mm-hmm. getting uppercut. And you see the thumbtacks spray oh, all over God. the place. Yeah, dude. Nasty so stuff. You- you were talking about the Bucks earlier being like high spot guys or whatever workers, and then they try to be tough guys. But I don't know, man. Like something about them, I don't know if it's their old school, like sort of like uh-huh. rock and roll express seventies vibe. Like they just seem like all right, they could be in a bar fight. Like yeah, I you think so? The Bucks yeah, being well, in a bar fight. hey, if you it works, it, you know, I me personally, I don't. But hey, if that's the impression that they give off to other people, then 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 it's working for them. You know what I mean? So it's like it is what it is. I uh, yeah, dude. I mean, let me just get Mox, Mox and uh, Omega too. I want to let you talk on the uh, Matt Jackson stuff, but Mox and Omega fought somewhere you might not have seen back by the stage, and they had actually mm-hmm. like a a sign, the double or nothing sign, and underneath was barbed wire, barbed wire, like, yeah, all like kinds on the shit. on the um, like the poker chip, on oh, the poker chip, yeah, yeah, exactly. the poker chip, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they Which both I can see ate on the that. Screen. Yeah, crazy. It just madness. Like, listen, it's called anarchy in the arena. We were there for the first one that. It, it, what How good was that? Like, right? It was like it was lots of fun. So this one, that one was more unique for me and you, especially because Brian was smashing the you know 2.0 guy right on the camera next to us. Like Brian looked me in the eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had like a moment, we like looked in the eyes of each other, you know. So like we were kind of like involved in it. It felt like um they were fighting right in front of us. So like it didn't quite reach that level this time, you know, for oh, us really? personally, just because. They weren't like near us, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, in the arena, you mean? I'm in the sorry. arena, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just saying in the arena. So, like, I didn't have that like unique experience of being like, man, like I'm involved in the show kind of feel, but it was wild. Every and it, it was very fun about those anarchy in the arenas is just it is genuine anarchy. And everywhere you look, you're like, what's going on over here? There's barbed wire on that thing, and we're seeing like Moxley, like, uh, whatever. Then we look, come back to the ring, and it's like. Like you said, Matt Jackson, there's thumbtack, you know, whatever the order of events transpiring, but it's just such madness. And it does feel like a bar fight and everybody's on their feet the whole time. You know what I mean? And you're just looking and you're like, what's the craziest thing? And you hear people going, oh, and you're looking and you're seeing, oh, Claudio's swinging a mat in the, in the you know, the concourse, you know what I mean? Or Nick Jackson is jumping off something, you know, and it's just such Did a- you see it? Did you catch wind of Claudio um, pile driving? I think it was Matt again in the, in the pickup truck outside. 
Did you see that one? No, I don't even say like I don't even think oh, you I didn't saw see like, that. It, yeah, it's like it's like a match where like me and Taylor were saying like we gotta watch that like on TV somehow because it's just like there's just so much going on. You know what I mean? And it makes it fun. It's a unique experience. Is it difficult to catch everything? Clearly, you know what I mean because there's just too much to see. But uh, it is one of those things. Like I had a lot of fun. I loved like you know this is the time when you get away with it, right? People criticize all the stuff, tags and this and that, explosions. But this is the time to do it. And I think they've nailed it every time they've done it. Because when it was a stadium stampede, like those were fun. Those were maybe leaned a little sillier and yes. like more scripted feeling, but they were fun. And now that they you got fun. the then you got the anarchies in the arenas, which are just complete chaos. You know what I mean? Like we talked to this day about Eddie Kingston drunkenly coming out all bloody with a gasoline canister. You know what I mean? And it's just like, but that's what you could get, you know, like that's what these matches are. And I think this one well, was... Well, Brian being in both of them, um, mm -hmm. obviously he was in the one last year. So for me, like having experienced the one last year, like live and then seeing the replay, because I wanted to watch that one back and now seeing this one only on TV and not being there live. Like, so this one I prefer, uh, oh, believe it or not, mm. because I, I guess um, I got like a nice dose of the whole thing. And also they yeah. contained it a little bit more to the ring. And I think that this had a little bit more, to me, he, like, I've been critical a little bit of Jericho and, like, his crew yeah. and, like, some of those guys in that crew don't feel, like, on the level. These felt like big-time names. No, yeah, for Big-time sure. match, telling a big-time story. The criticisms I'm feeling from people are that it's too much of this stuff too often. And when you, you know, when you give it all the time, when – you see thumbtacks or you see the glass or mm -hmm. just last week they had the cage match and it's just, but this is what it's been built into, I guess. Right. Like this yeah. is the war. This all part of the war. Cause then yeah. we, we saw, um, we saw, um, excuse me, uh, Omega and Moxley. I think it was, um, pretty much, or was it hangman and Moxley? I'm sorry. Cause I already lost track. Hangman and Moxley death match. Yeah. Not, yeah, uh, right. Just death last year. So they've yeah, been yeah. in a war right. And now, mm -hmm. I wonder and if Kenny, Kenny and Moxley have been in wars as well since day one, which mm -hmm. is like, which is a cool throwback though. Day one, double or nothing, that feud started. You know what I mean? Like that first show, he put him through the, uh, he beat his yeah. ass on top of the poker chip. You That's know what I mean? Going back. back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So like, I hear what people say, like, like some guys are just those guys, right? Like Moxley's a deathmatch dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what he's turned into at this point. But that's not even my thing. And, but he does them good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any kind of death match or wild match, like that was just a cage match with Kenny, and that ended up being great. The the Texas death match with uh, Hangman was great. This anarchy thing was pretty great. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you got to, if Moxie's in a match, you just got to buckle up. You know what I mean? Like it's what it's turning into. And they do these promos built, building towards this with Moxie selling this match on Dynamite was incredible. I thought mm -hmm. his promo... Like, I don't want to, like, gloss over because I to me, he's one of the best anyway on the mic. But he really, like, got me even hyper for this match. So we were, like, yeah. geared up for this thing. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to get nuts real quick. Mm -hmm. And it did. And um, we'll get to the end real quick because in the midst of all this barbed wire and blood and thumbtacks, there was, a you know, an actual match to win. And, um, you know, we got a man... You know, there were a lot of predictions that a man in a hood or or in a jacket or a mask might appear and it might be punk and it might be. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. but we did get a man that emerged and it was Takeshita. Mm -hmm. He aligned with the BCC, with Don Callis next to him. He handed the screwdriver to old Wheeler. Wheeler got, gets the job done. Wheeler gets the victory for the BCC. And 
this to me is cool because yes, like AEW's been great at making sure the young men and women yeah. get like some shine. They're good at that. But this is even cooler because I feel like Brian like picks on Yuta all the time exactly. like, on TV. Exactly. Yeah. But this kid, Nailed like, it. is that is that what the vibe you got to? That's what I that's why I liked it. Cause like first instinct was Wheeler just pinned Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Like first instinct. But then you go back and it's like Wheeler took that pin and he was getting scolded by the whole squad. You know what I mean? Like when he took the pin last week or whenever it was, you know, like they, they kind of punished him for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like that. It's like, now he came in and he's like proving himself within the Blackpool combat club. He's like, look, I just pinned this fucking guy. I just pinned it, you know, with the best in the world, arguably. Right. And it's like, that's what I liked about the story wrapping itself up. Cause it could have been Brian. It could have been Moxie easily. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Even Claudio, when you comparing him to Wheeler, right. But the fact that like that pay-per-view ended the Blackpool combat club holding Wheeler, Yuta up on their shoulder, like you like the champion, you know what I mean? And all, I'm like, I was like, dude, you guys nailed it. And like, I got to even think of that until like it happened. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, what a way to finish that show. Kenny Omega being pinned by Wheeler, Yuta. Who saw that? Who predicted that? And the approval, the look of approval by Danielson pointing mm -hmm. at him. Moxley gave him a kiss on his forehead. Yeah. Like, these, these guys, to me, like, I had this note. I don't want to get carried away. But, like, the Blackpool Combat Club, I don't know, man. They might be the coolest stable that I, of recent memory. Let's, let's just, recent just go there with it. So, yeah. They, 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 they are so cool because, like, they seem – the reason I was going to say it is because they seem genuinely – connected like friends brothers yeah. like it's not mm -hmm. fake it's not just storyline they seem like they're like having fun out there and like mm -hmm. claudia hole and wheeler up wheeler up on his shoulders like they look like they're like they could mm -hmm. be tag team champions to me mm -hmm. like they i like all of it i love what the bcc is you, you know what it reminds me of dude like um it so like when um when i was like a part of like american top team you know like those guys felt like family you know what i mean and like we would we would travel together we trained together we'd be in corners we'd have fight events and i'm in corners for guys and like you're yeah losing your voice you know screaming da, 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 and you're mad i'm yelling at referees post fight you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and you get this crazy bond and it's weird to weird to like say you know because you know me i've not i don't really do like anything too crazy i hang out with you guys or whatever you know what i mean and it's like but then i was like a part of this crew of like killers you know what i mean and like you get this different kind of bond because you guys you guys are killing each other every week but then you're hanging out and all this and it's like a weird thing and when i saw that i was just like man like i was like that feels like a, an actual team where like so much in pro wrestling is just like here's a bunch of guys together whether they're friends or not whatever right but here's a crew and they're doing whatever they got to do for whatever their motives are the championship the money the prestige whatever mm -hmm. but that felt like this is an actual crew like when they go home they're eating together you know what i mean they're hanging out afterward they train together you Training know? together. this is what your life is your life is this team and it's like it's a weird thing to say but it's like but that's what I, i've missed that since i moved out of florida you know what i mean i miss those guys at american top team so it's sort of like that's what it reminded me of, you know, even their like outfits, dude, like the Blackpool yeah, wrestling. I love you know it. What I mean? Like it just, it just feels like, oh, this is a fight team. You know what I mean? And like, and they, but they have a hard, like a strong bond with each other. And seeing that all like wrap up that way, I was just like, man, I was like, I was standing, you know what I mean? I was standing like that. That was, that was super cool. I was like, you I left fulfilled. It. You left yeah, fulfilled, yeah, right? Yeah. You mm -hmm. left satisfied, I would yeah. say. Because mm -hmm. the way, the way they ended it with Wheeler, and I think you're right, they do present themselves like a family. And um, man, 
I heard Brian on commentary, I think on Dynamite, and he was like, you know, Regal taught us this. Regal taught us that. And I'm thinking, damn, like, he should be Regal, it. man. I know. If he was there. This is like NWO level almost mm -hmm. with Regal was there. I'm not going to get carried away, but like just in terms of like how the star power dominant yeah, like they could be in star yeah. power. Like that could be, you got Danielson and Moxley, formerly Ambrose. Like these are two of the biggest WWE guys mm -hmm. of the last 20 years. Yeah. You throw in Claudio as a fan favorite, Wheeler who's mm -hmm. coming up and Regal. So I was just a little bummed to not see Regal still there, but like this, I thought we even asked like, ah, oh, does it continue after Regal's gone? Like, what do they yeah, do? Yeah. I think I'm they're glad, stronger right? than ever now. Dude, it's crazy. I'm so glad. Because I thought the same thing, right? They're called Blackpool. Like, none of them are even from the UK. I mean, Claudio, I guess. But, like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just like, come on. But I'm so They're glad. stronger than ever. I feel yeah, like they're strong. They look great. They, they, they look great. great. The elite goes down. Takeshita, probably part of the BCC. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know if the vibe You want was... Don Collis with them? Do you want that? Like, not really, no. So, like, I don't know if the vibe was... Takesha's just with Don Callis and Don Callis. Cause I think there's a, a world where Don Callis brings in, I mean, Don Callis brings in uh, Will Ospreay. Okay. I think he has Takeshita. And I think separate he maybe stable. has, yeah, separate. I think he has his own little crew, right? Let's keep builds. it separate then. Okay. Yeah. And like, and then I think the Blackpool Comic Club, everything. Not that Takeshita couldn't work, you know what I mean? Cause like, you know, obviously I didn't, I, I saw it from a live perspective, but like he didn't look, he looked like, a, like a heel you know what i mean like he came in and did the dirty work and like i didn't feel like oh that's the goofy you know the guy from uh japan over here right. in a match you know it didn't feel that way instantly so like i'm curious to see where that goes uh, how serious he's gonna take that role i was into it i was into like him when i saw him i knew it was him right away i wasn't mm -hmm. you know i didn't hold out any hope at that point for like something crazier i was like oh that's Takeshita. but um you know i thought it was all good it's all part of that story, too, that uh, Don Callis has been telling, like, low-key with Takeshita, teasing it, mm -hmm. sort of, like, also setting up the Bucks a while ago. All this stuff is very, um, look, it's it's not, you know, Oscar-winning Lynchian storytelling, but it's, yeah. it's very subtle, it's good. Mm -hmm. I think it's really um, good pro wrestling storytelling, and I think more questions than answers when you leave a pay-per-view, a big one, that's what, that. then you got my money, you got my interest. I'm excited for Dynamite. I want to see what's going to happen next, you know? Um, I'm curious as we build towards Forbidden Door, we have obviously Wembley. We're going to have all in, all out. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a whole summer of AEW wrestling. And that's why we wanted to bring, you know, this this sort of concept, talk elite. We wanted to talk more about all elite wrestling. Mm -hmm. Let's go with our overall grades for the show. What did you have as a live? What would you give this match? Oh, my bad. Yeah. So this match I was at, let me see here. I was at a 7.4. Okay. I, I I found it very enjoyable and yeah. I love all these guys. So that helps. What you have? Yeah. I gave it four out of five. So I'm like an eight on your scale. So not, you know, we're not far off. Four out of five, yeah. my second favorite match. And then I think the Pillars match was top for me. And then this match. Agreed. Pillars and then this. Um overall, what did you have on the show as a as a live view? So um I thought it was a fun show. Actually, um, I thought the crowd was decent, you know, decent to really good for most of it. You know, like it, they kind of had that you kind of had to earn the crowd this show, mm -hmm. it felt like. And I think that like maybe rubs people at home wrong, you know what I mean? Because it was just like madness nonstop. But like the crowd, if you built up properly, the crowd built up along with you. And that's that was the experience live. So I give the overall show a 6.75 out of 10. 
what, strong what grade. Yeah, it's strong grade. It's not like quite like anything above a seven, I think is like a really good show. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think this is like their best show ever, but it was super enjoyable and it was fun live. Um, you know, I'm hearing super mixed things from people online, but live, we had a lot of fun. We all left there like, man, that was fun as hell. You know, so. Well, it's cool that we can present the different because you were there live. That's your rating. And me as a viewer, I'm not far behind. Like I'm at a 6.4 out of 10. Okay. I think this was the best show of the weekend, first of all. But I also yeah. think, um, listen, man, yeah, less is more. I'm a believer in that. Like, do we need excessive, like, gimmicks or ladder matches or battle royals and all that stuff always wrapped up on an AEW show? Probably not. But then again, like, I just look at it like, was I entertained by the end of this thing? Like, mm -hmm. do I need to overthink it? You ended yeah. the night on two great matches, in my opinion. You started the night on a very, like, kind of mm -hmm. entertaining battle royal, which are not which are not always the case. You had a shocking title change. And you had, you know, a little bit of clunkers in there at the end. Or, I'm sorry, excuse me, in the middle of it with Jericho and whatnot and Adam Cole. Um, I got to see my boy Christian wrestle. I had fun with this. So, 6.4, maybe even 6.5 out of 10. I had fun with it. I think this was a success. I think AEW's riding a wave right now. They got a lot of good talent. And um, I'm interested in their main event stories. And there's also so many guys underneath that you you and I mentioned that were like, that's what's cool, right? When you can get excited about seeing the emergence of one of your favorites. Because mm -hmm. like in WWE, there are maybe zero. I don't even think of a guy that's like yeah. on the undercard that I want to see eventually. I know you love Chad Gable or whatever, but... um Yeah, but, like, even that's not realistic, right? Like, it's sort of, like, it doesn't feel realistic, at least the way they move. So, yeah, it's tricky, right? But, like, there's lots of guys here that, like, I want to see the rise or whatever, or at yeah. least the attempt at a rise, you know, to see if they're able to carry that flag, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well as we go forward. So, this has been Talk Elite. This has been the Double or Nothing 2023 review. Frank was there live. I got to see it on TV next year. Maybe we do it live together again. I don't know if it'll be in Vegas. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You say there might be changes on the way. We have a whole summer of all elite wrestling. Let us know in the comments. What are you looking forward to most? What were your thoughts on Double or Nothing? Because there's a lot of people, like Frank said, that are down on the show. Might be the haters. Might be the people focusing on the negatives. But um, if you like pro wrestling, if you like unpredictability, if you're a fan of these guys and girls, they worked hard. You know, you might have enjoyed it as much as we did. But leave it in the comments. We'll talk to you next time. Talk Elite. East-West Connection. 